1: You think football is still fun? Uh, Yes, sir. Yes, no. No, sir. sir. Uh, It was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is it? No, not. No, it's not fun anymore. Not even a little bit. Just look at that. He hit the fall.
0: That gets a free (laughs) steak. You having fun yet? Oh yeah, I'm having a blast. Thanks. Good.
2: All right, welcome back to Big Screen Sports, the podcast where all movies are sports movies. I am your host, Kyle Banduho. And it is officially our second annual romcom month. Uh, I think I think that's the rule. You do something twice. It is now a, a second annual. Uh, got the whole band back together. Caroline Darney, Alex McDaniel, Mike Gullick Jr. talking about one of my favorite movies, one of our favorite movies voted on by the Patreon group for getting Sarah Marshall. Now, fun fact with this episode. we recorded it when uh, Texas was going through yet another like freeze ice storm. Texas is where I live. And midway through this episode, my power shut completely off. And also, thanks to uh, AT&T, my phone was not working while my power was off, while my Wi-Fi was off. So that, that was a fun place to be. Power shuts off. We're about 45 minutes in. And bless the hearts of Caroline, Mike, and Alex, they just carried on without me and kept this episode going so we would actually have an episode to drop today. So... Uh, my power came on after about 20-30 like minutes, so you will notice a complete absence of me in 20-30 in minutes. Many people are calling this the greatest 20 or 30 minutes in the history of this show. But uh, they we did finish it out. Uh, big, big thanks to them. Big thanks to the Patreon group for voting this movie in, especially our producer-level Big Chill patrons. I want to shout out Dan McFall, who actually joined me uh, last week to just explain What the hell happened in Vision Quest? Uh, Dan is now a producer, Big Chill Patron. Dan joins the likes of Aaron Figueroa, Mike Schubert, Steve Rogers, Kevin Frost, Mike D, Ryan Yeager, Mike Dries, Chris Mikoski, John Craig, Sam Smith, Zach Rich, Jason Alba, Stephen DeBoe, Classic Stadium Fire, and Kevin Inkelman. Uh, Big thanks to all of them and all the patrons for supporting this show. If you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash bigscreensports. And just like this movie, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, you get at least two polls every month to vote on a movie to be covered on this show. Uh, The patrons have picked what next week's episode is going to be as well. You get schedule updates, you get ad-free episodes that drop early, and you get to support the show, keep this thing going. So uh, with that being said, let's kick off Rom-Com Month. It's me, it's Caroline, Alex, Mike, talking for
1: getting Sarah Marshall. It's fine, right? It's totally fine. Okay, there she is. Did she see me? Uh Uh-huh. Is she coming over here? Yep. I wish I wasn't wearing this fucking shirt. Fair enough. Why don't you try to unbutton it? button it back up Peter Hey Hi What are you doing here? Came here to murder you.
2: <laughs> All right. Returning to Big Screen Sports, kicking off Rom-Com month, a true getting the band back together moment. This is my co-host Caroline Darney, Alex McDaniel, Mike Golick Jr. Folks, welcome back everybody. The team. <laughs> That's Feels good, genetic. guys.
3: Feels right.
4: Mike's dancing. You can't see it, but it's great.
3: <laughs> oh man, I'm just overcome by the
2: spirit right now. <laughs> it's been a long time since since the four of us were on a show. I think it was romcom month last year because then there have been pockets of the three of us doing different things. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it has been quite a while for for the four of us to to link up. So I've been looking forward to this for quite a while.
5: Damn. Very jonesing
3: exciting. for it. We gotta. We I'd say give the people what they want, but this is also more of what we want: is to just sit here and <laughs> yeah, get to spend what time we want. with this movie. Give us but, what we want.
2: I mean, people giving us what they want. The shout out to the Patreon group for this show. They they picked this movie for rom com month, and they couldn't have picked a better one. But before we get into that, it is it's plug season. A lot of plugs. Everyone going around. Alex Caroline tell me about the content what's going on at for the win and bet for the win so much content
4: well, our guy our guy Cole Huff has now picked um, when both Georgetown and Louisville were going to get their first conference wins. Very proud of that. So we'll see what other stuff he predicts. It's very specific content that you we're did also, not ask for, but I'm just stoked for it.
6: Relevant to the podcast, an initiative that I've been, I hate, I'm not going to use corporate speak. I'm really sorry. A thing that I've been telling the staff to do, <laughs> not an initiative we're implementing, um, is we're doing a lot more pop culture and entertainment content, which is That's something cool. that. Wanted for a while, and Caroline's a huge part of running point on that. Just because the best of her content, n- the best content, and she has been doing such great work with Oscars and everything else. You're going to see a lot more of that on For the Win.
2: Yay! And, thanks. And buddy. there's there's an exciting press tour coming up soon that I'm excited yeah. for Caroline to just create in. Man. Fingers. Turns crossed. out
4: those are a lot harder to get on, so stay tuned. But Listen, we'll still
2: have positivity. <laughs> Thank We're... good. Thought. Stinking good thoughts. (laughs) Mike, tell me about Gojo. Tell the folks.
3: Yeah, I realized coming back on here that I think this is the first time in a while I've been on here with a job and with something (laughs) to point to. Normally it was, oh, I'll be able to tell you eventually. So uh, eventually it happened. Gojo is the podcast Monday through Friday, five days a week. Um, As of this recording, we're getting ready to head out to Scottsdale for Super Bowl week, uh, getting ahead of Super Bowl 57. But uh, we are wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, we are on YouTube now. We do the the visual portion of things, too. And uh, the only pop culture uh, contribution that we have consistently right now is we have been really dialed into The Last of Us on HBO Ooh, no and have been going at that hard. Uh, we are always giving spoiler alerts. But my God, what a gift. So, uh, yeah,
4: that's where you
2: can. I'm find very right excited
4: now. to actually dig in and watch so, them.
2: Here's the thing. I That is going to be a show that I have to watch solo. I know Jacqueline is probably going to be out on that. <laughs> but I have seen so much about episode three, like just clips and just 30 second clips in TikTok where I'm like, I, I can't emotionally handle this. I don't think I can do it.
4: I haven't ha- even seen the clips. And <laughs> the only reason I know I can't emotionally handle it is because my old my my good friend Matt Brown for co-worker at SB Nation Shout played, out played the points. game. Yeah, now at extra points, which is excellent. Subscribe if you don't. Um, played the game and he came into work one day and was like, Darns, I am just devastated because I finished Last of Us last night. And I was like, I don't know what any of that is. And he explained it and he was like, The story is the most like heart-wrenching, gut-wrenching, horrible thing you will ever play through. And yet it was the best thing I've ever played. (laughs) And I was like, Oh.
3: Caroline, one of my old producers at ESPN, Devin Kane, said it is one of the top 10 stories he's ever yeah. been through in his life in that game. And so far through three episodes, it had the highest week one to week two viewership jump on HBO in HBO's history. So it's a juggernaut. Episode three, I couldn't breathe through my <laughs> nose for about 40 minutes. I was sobbing during this episode one of the greatest love stories ever told on any television platform i've ever seen
4: pedro pascal Uh, man the dude is on fire right now that
3: dude is killing it
4: just Just killing it And
3: by the The way that's daddy for for episode three pedro pascal is in it for maybe five minutes
4: Wow. I don't know if that's a, I don't know if you're trying to sell me on it with that or not. I I can't tell.
3: Somehow it has been by far the best episode of this season so far. So I I know this is not a, the last of us podcast. That'll be me gasping. Surprise
2: folks. folks. Yeah. Yeah. We all pretty went
4: on a tangent and we are, (laughs) (laughs) we haven't even mentioned the movie we're doing.
2: (laughs) Well, folks, thanks to the Patreon group today, we are kicking off rom-com month. With Forgetting Sarah Marshall, the 2008 romantic comedy, Devastated Peter takes a Hawaiian vacation in order to deal with the recent breakup with his TV star girlfriend Sarah. Little does he know Sarah's traveling to the same resort as her ex, and she's bringing along her new boyfriend, star Jason Segel, Kristen Bell, Mila Kunis, and Russell Brand, directed by Nicholas Stoller, written by Jason Segel. Got an 83% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is about 17% too low. <laughs> I, I asked you guys this. So, I had included a question in the run sheet that I, I believe I was the only one who got it. I think I forgot to send it. <laughs> yeah. So, I was, was going to say, is this the best of the Apatow produced rom coms? And I can run those off for you guys. Listen for me. So, and I think I was going to ask also, like, is this potentially the best rom com of the last 20 years? But the Apatow rom coms in this, I think, are different than, and like I was talking to Jacqueline about this, are different than your your Nancy Myers type rom coms. Like this is a different vibe, but the Apatow ones that at least have some sort of romance element kind of driving the plot. 40-year-old virgin, knock up, bridesmaids, kind of, train wreck, five-year engagement, movies like that. Like there's 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 more. I mean, Looking at the Apatow productions of the past 20 years, and I think, I think, Alex, you have something on this and just like comedy and what this guy, what this guy touched, like what Apatow has produced Anchorman, 40 year old virgin, super bad, walk hard, pineapple express, Step Brothers, funny people, get him to the Greek, the spiritual sequel to this, like Anchorman Two. It's just, it's amazing. So with the Apatel rom-coms, where where do Caroline where do we stand? is this the best of them?
4: This one this one is excellent. I was like, okay, yeah. For, for me it's a three horse race between Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Knocked Up and Bridesmaids. I don't know if I'm the person that loves Bridesmaids the most, but that is the funniest shit I've ever seen cuz it Incredible. was one of the first or one of the few movies that I think did, this is going to sound so weird, but like female humor. Well, like these types of movies always have men doing things that are kind of gross or borderline gross or, or just gross. And the type of like kind of crass jokes and that stuff that, that, bridesmaids was flat out hysterical that had like when when my rudolph is in the wedding dress in the street and she's just going it's happening it's happening (laughs) (laughs) oh it happened like that it's so funny to me i can't and i i'd use the like i'm ready to pause or the help me I'm poor all the time what kind of name is stove like I mean,
2: it's coming out of me like lava is pretty <laughs> entrenched in, in, in my vocabulary <laughs> you
4: feel the like heat coming off my undercarriage I was mean, just and it's that's that's one of the things that I think what a lot of the ones that you just listed and I haven't I hadn't seen this in a very long time I, I know Kyle did the same we both watched it on DVD
2: on physical media. physical
4: DVD wow not blu-ray the yeah, no. trailers <laughs> included scorpion king 2 which we're gonna have to pocket
2: we're gonna have to pocket that one for for later this year
4: (laughs) (laughs) because it was just like this summer and i was like what is this and i think it was direct to dvd it
2: was a scorpion king prequel so it's it's not starring the rock it's someone as younger scorpion king
4: it was Wild, like absolutely wild trailers happening. Um, all of that to say is I think this is in the top three for me. Um, but I was gonna say I think, and we'll get into this more later. I think, but uh, it it aged really well, mm-hmm. which was a delightful surprise.
5: <laughs> yeah,
4: like it was one of those like when you kind of watch them again, you're like, oh, mm, hope this aged. Well.
5: I <laughs>
2: it, hope it's, this it's... is as
4: funny as I remember, and I hope that these jokes have survived
2: the test of time. And I think like. The the love story of it all, like the the coupling, the just the emotions that come with this one, like Mike revisiting this and just watching, you know, Peter as a you know going through this emotional turmoil over this movie, like re, like the rest of us revisiting it for the first time in a while, like initial thoughts. It Caroline hinted on it. It might
3: have aged better, like it and- actually over time. I found myself laughing like it was the first time. And Kyle, we had (laughs) batted back and forth some texts about this in the group. There are so many of these lines that became my personality from this movie. Yeah. Like, like the amount of times under my breath. And I saw Dave Hellman from FS1 say this too, where I just mutter or I'll just go fuck myself
2: yeah. like Jonah Hill in this movie <laughs> my who favorite
3: is in a like him and Paul Rudd efficiency monsters in this movie. Mm. So yeah, this one aged remarkably well in a bunch of different ways. I think of the ones Caroline mentioned there. And for me, like my big three would probably be knocked up 40 year old Virgin, and forgetting Sarah Marshall. I'd put this one and some of its recency bias, but just thinking about how all of those movies sort of affected me. This is the one that was, for a lot of reasons the most easily accessible it was the most about the like kind of love story in the middle of it too with a great ensemble cast that all came in and had hyper efficient good like knife in knife out be really funny roles it just overall did so many things well
2: yeah, that's the mark of these. All of these Apatow movies is even the bit players are some of the strongest com- <laughs> like comedians in in Hollywood, and it, it's incredible. And it's Alex, like John we, Hammond,
4: John Hammond, bridesmaids. Oh, John Hammond, is...
2: bridesmaids is is throwing <laughs> low usage rate.
4: Like John I Hammond, in
2: comedy. It. Like I know, like he does the serious cop thing well, like in the town. Like you and your boys didn't just knock over a star market, <laughs> but like in comedy, he's like everyone needs to go see Fletch from last year because our. Uh, confess Fletch because it was incredible, but Alex with, with this and the, just this stretch of comedy over the last 20 years, where does, where does forgetting Sarah Marshall slot in for you?
6: I, okay. I have a kind of a complicated answer to this. I don't, <laughs> I think part of it is like, I'm getting older. I'm getting more cynical. I don't think forgetting Sarah Marshall is a great love story. I just don't. I think it's a really funny movie. I think the love story is, just has to be part of it because you have to do it. But I don't think when we talk about Apatel movies, Yes, he produced it, but I think we need to, when we compare his movies, we need to look at the movies that he also wrote and or directed mm-hmm. as well as produced because those are significantly different for ranking, you know, because like with Bridesmaids, for example, or even with Anchorman, like he was a producer on that, but he didn't have any of the writing. He didn't have any of the directing. It was the Adam what,
2: McKay side of things.
6: Yeah, and what's so big about, I think, Apatow's contribution to what I think our – generation considers to be kind of the height of comedy in our coming of age is his writing and his story, t- storytelling, because everything he does comes from his own life. And we saw that with Freaks and Geeks. Did anybody watch Freaks and Geeks in 2001? If you I, did, it, I did
2: watch. I didn't watch it in 2001, but I watched it on when I was like early 20s. I think I love Freaks and Geeks.
6: I mean, that's the beginning, in my opinion, of all of the comedy that we kind of grew into our 20s loving. Um, you know, because you had on that one show, you had Jason, you had James Franco, you had Seth Rogen, you had Linda Cardellini, which this movie is actually about mm. Um, <laughs> his breakup with her. And so sorry, I didn't make it. I didn't mean to make it like a super long answer. I To <laughs> me, one of my favorite Apatow movies, though, is this is 40 and it always gets overlooked because it was the sequel to Knocked Up. I think this is 40 is like one of the most beautiful stories ever. And it's funny, but it's also about this couple that like, They've always been good together and they have a family now. And now they've hit a point in their relationship where it's like, oh, things aren't as easy anymore. And I don't really have the butterflies anymore. And I'm getting older. And how do we deal with that? I just love that so much. And I think train wreck for me is definitely number one. And then I did like train wreck. Then this is 40, then 40 year old virgin. So. this is
3: this is forty what hit like a ton of bricks. yeah, like if you know watch if, yeah, it. if you watch that at the right time, I remember, and it was years before I saw it. But my aunt and uncle, who are my so my aunt Tracy's thirteen years younger than my mom. So she's like middle ground between me and my parents and her and her husband are like, we're like of that age. And she's like, I had to turn it off. She's like, it was, it was a little, it (laughs) all like feels a little bit too real in that movie. So you're right in the fact that the depth of the storytelling and that one far different place, this one is absolutely a vehicle to get us to all the funny and create a lot of really good situations and kind of dunk on like, you know, sort of, lazy sloppy men who just expect that being nice is good enough like that is sort of like an undercurrent of this but i i I see what you're saying
2: yeah i mean comedy rooted in authenticity is always going to hit in in a different emotional level like it's it's that not like it's not parody but it's just like taking these real life themes and like this one takes clearly authentic real life themes that happen to someone but in in this is 40 it's it's so much like I don't want to say like a broader thing, but it's just the the weight of what they are going through, and like transitions in life. Comedy that comments on transitions in life is always just going to have this heavy weight of like, oh shit, there's a deeper meaning, like deeper meaning behind this than just what I'm laughing about.
4: Well, I yeah. also think it's wild to just relatedly unrelated. I love Leslie Mann, love Leslie Mann, She's and fantastic. that's his real, that's his actual wife, correct? And that's yeah. and it is. now, if you haven't watched Euphoria. I, I never know whether i should recommend euphoria to people because it is not fun it is it is not enjoyable it's a very good show but it's also like you're gonna feel like a shell of yourself after you watch it um but maude apatow i remember the like the nepo baby discussion everyone's like using her as an example because she's leslie Mann and um apatow's baby <laughs> my daughter or her um one, she's excellent in Knocked Up and the clips I've seen of this is 40, she seems, but she's excellent in Euphoria. And so it's like, that's weird that this whole, that all started with this type
2: of, I'm yeah, looking the, at my shelf where my other DVDs of The and... the APA universe are so interesting. Yeah. Like you see like <laughs> yeah. touches of this. And again, like Alex pointed out that this isn't one of his written and directed movies, but there are so many of these people that you see get featured in, in other things. And like, obviously, like- yeah younger Jonah Hill and things like that. Like it's, I, man, I just, I love this movie. Do we have to do the Hall of Fame all-star starter bench warmer question? Like, is there any, is there any, anyone have an argument that this isn't a Hall of Fame movie?
4: I might not yeah. put in a Hall of Fame rom-com. I'd put it in a Hall of Fame comedy, I think is my, is that a yeah. fair distinction? Yeah. So is that okay? We can,
2: yeah. We can kind of roundtable that too. And that <laughs> like, is this, a, is this a, a rom-com like I, Jacqueline? and I had the debate right before we started again, she's kind of out on, on this being a rom-com. This is certainly comedy putting, putting the foot first and, and yes. using using a story of a breakup as a, as a vehicle for comedy.
6: Yeah. So I think that's kind of the part to hit on because And even like kind of going back to the Apatow thing in the Apatow universe, the only reason this movie got made is because Nick Stoller went to his mentor, Judd Apatow, and he had been learning from him for years and was like, Look, if I can coach Jason through the writing on this, would you back me as a producer? And Judd said yes. And so it's Jason's movie. And he says it's based on like four different breakups he had. But here are the facts, folks. He, Freaks and Geeks got canceled after one season in 2001. It was a shame. He was on that show with Linda Cardellini. They dated from like September two thousand one to like April two thousand seven, and this came out a year later. And he said it was about his relationships. I'm not saying anything about Linda. I love Linda. She's amazing. We love Linda Cardellini. This I'm just saying guy. this is more about a breakup than it is about finding new love.
2: Oh, yeah. oh, for sure. Oh, this yeah. Is, this is way more of a breakup movie. It's a cope, yeah. Like with without a doubt. And there's something I want to, I want to kind of before we get into everything that, that worked or didn't about the movie, I think we should, and we could make this a running theme of rom-com month. I kind of want to talk about in each movie, like the couple we get at the end, like how much do we believe in them? But the the best part about having Alex on the show is it makes the IMDb trivia section kind of null and void, don't need it because she knows more <laughs> Sorry. than IMDb does. No, she knows more than IMDb did. The only thing I, this is surprising. So I texted Caroline this last night and I was like, I can't believe there hasn't been an oral history written about this. And if I ran a, a website that like, you know, was, was really trying to, you know, take a, a step forward to pop culture, that would be something I would consider <laughs> for the 15 year anniversary in April. Yeah. That's just, you know, that it's just something that, that I would consider. Um, Damn it, but, I will talk
4: to Paul Rudd. Okay, fine. I, I, I mean,
2: that's that's what I was I was telling Jacqueline. I was like, this would be a very hard, like one of my favorite oral histories is uh, someone, The Ringer did one on that thing you do in in yes. uh, oh, two so years good. ago. Yeah, but like getting Hanks is the big thing. And like, if you get Hanks, you also get Rita Wilson, but it's like Tom Everett Scott, Steve Zahn, you know, Ethan Embry, like you can get them. Like everyone in this movie is wonderful. Wildly famous now, like <laughs> yeah. wildly famous. Still, I just it, kept writing down in all
3: bold when a new, like famous person that I had like forgotten about yeah. in the course of this movie pops up. I'm just like, oh my God, them too. It's
2: crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. The only thing that I got from the IMDb trivia and then like when and when in, in read where they got this from, I was super interested about it, was that the role of Aldous Snow was originally written with Charlie Hunnam in mind. And it's apparently- Yeah, apparently, so him and Jason Segel were in Undeclared together, and Jason wrote that role for Charlie Hunnam, and Charlie Hunnam decided this was not what he wanted to do with his career. And like, he gets, I guess, I don't, I didn't watch Sons of Anarchy, but I believe that comes Pretty soon after this, like he gets he gets his break uh, in that regard. Yeah, actually,
4: that sounds alright because I watched it. I, I'm now I'm so like self conscious about telling all these stories the same over and over again. On this, <laughs> I watched X Files once, um, <laughs> but I watched there was like early binge for me was watching Sons of Anarchy, and I watched like five seasons straight and I started having dreams about being in the motorcycle gang and I was like, I need to take a break. <laughs> so I actually never finished it because I'd like watched so much and then took a break and then like, but it, Sons of Anarchy is excellent.
3: It's yeah. great. But thinking of Charlie Hunnam as I knew, like I got to know him through that and then Pacific Rim and all that fun stuff. Oh, but like knowing God. him then and the thought of him
2: dry humping chess pieces just <laughs> does not compete. And in- oh.
4: insane oh, yeah.
2: I mean speaking of Charlie Hunnam I'm throwing this out to the whole group but specifically Specifically. no specifically Caroline Triple Frontier when you are ready (gasps) I am ready
5: Okay, I don't
4: triple know what Frontier. it is, but I will watch it. Yeah. Triple Frontiers
2: that won with Oscar Isaac code? and Charlie Hunnam and Ben Affleck and Pedro Pascal and there and Garrett Headland and they triple it's a Netflix movie. It is oh, it's, sick. Is it tech? It's, a, it's it's
3: listed. I pulled it up here and Googled it, and it says action slash heist? Yeah.
4: Oh, for yeah. heist month, are we doing it? And how, I, how it, can you I have a
3: heist
6: it. without the action?
3: <laughs> it's <laughs> more than it's, fair point. <laughs>
6: It's, heist a it's a drama. It's a drama. Ocean's Eleven <laughs> is a heist
2: without action. A romantic say. heist. Yeah.
5: Triple
2: Frontier. Triple Frontier. Ramba I mean, High. <laughs> the the only other piece of IMDb trivia that was interesting is uh, in the background when Jason Siegel is getting drunk at the bar and doing his Sex in the City impression. Did anyone notice that Cynthia Nixon yes. walked behind him?
6: <gasps> yes. And it's so, it's so fast and so quick. And like, you don't even see her full face, but she like walks as if she knows that she's in a scene. It's almost like she's not supposed to be there. And she just like, (laughs) keeps walking. She's like, I'm not listening to that.
4: (laughs) I'm Samantha.
5: Samantha. I am sex with everyone.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, We're going to get into what worked, but first I'm going to put it in an ad break because if I don't do it, I'll never do it. All right, before we get into uh, three up, three things that worked about this movie, I want to, I kind of want to do this for rom-com month and just talk about the couple that we are, we end with and just like how much we believe in that couple. I wish we would have done this last year, like started, because I mean, that's the, the crux of every rom-com movie. Like, it, you know, do we believe that this is an actual couple? Like we talked about Palm Springs before we started recording. I believe wholeheartedly in that couple. I, yeah. I love them. Alex, Jason and Mila Kunis in this movie. Is this, do we, do we believe in this couple?
6: No, they're so cute, but I don't know a single person who ever got out of a relationship that was longer than two or three years and immediately met like the next lasting relationship. You have so much healing to do. And you have so like, he's clearly not okay, and it's cute how they you know at the end and like there are no promises or anything it's not like they went to a wedding scene so i'm not saying this is a bad part of the movie but like no you have to heal even if you're in a really bad relationship you have to heal like do i speak from experience perhaps <laughs> like, I, I can tell this story now because it's like 12 years ago i you know my college boyfriend and i broke up we were engaged as but still we were to, we were gonna get married and we were done. And like two weeks later, I start dating this kind of, yep, this is real. <laughs> this is totally real. I We are flirting. We should have been together the whole time. Blah, 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 blah. Folks, and I'm going to regret saying this on a podcast. This is going to come for me if I ever run for office one day. Let's just say I found myself in a situation where I accidentally said my ex's name. Like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> It was bad. Oof. And that that Oof. alone was embarrassing. But that was the catalyst for a total emotional breakdown where I realized like, hey, girl, you've just been seriously wounded. Maybe you should take some time before you, you know, affect another person and potentially hurt them by saying another person's name. It's just I love the idea of people moving on and finding other things. But it's too soon, you know? It's right after they broke up, and then he has to see his ex the whole time at a resort. There's no way. There's just no way.
3: Alex, to that end, the truest line in that movie is when Mila (laughs) Kunis looks at him at the front desk and says, you should not be with anybody right now.
2: Yep. 100%. So I think the chemistry between them as characters is absolutely there. I think they Well, I think she is certainly a better match for them than Sarah was. Like, we can see... They were going it in different different places and I have I actually have, I have a lot on Sarah later. I think the one thing that would tilt the scales into maybe there's more to this and maybe there's something longer term like is they they have they have that, that I guess that confrontation at the end. like he he you know he goes, he confesses, <laughs> he says you don't, you don't need to be with anyone right now, which is absolutely the truth. absolutely the truth but the montage we get is not him yes he sends her the you know the invite to the show and things like that but it's not him his come up at the end is not about with is not about her it is about working on himself and he is someone who needed to find value in himself because when we when we meet him his entire value is in this this Guaranteed safe relationship he's in, and that Do is his entire self worth.
4: He's in L.A. We're assuming,
2: yes. right? Because
4: okay, yes, they might have established that. I don't. Know. <laughs> I was like, ah, he's in California somewhere. Um, my thought of how it ends, like how this all ends up for them, is they have a super fun weekend when she comes out to see the show, and then they have a conversation like over breakfast on Sunday, and she's like doesn't want to because she's got a great setup in Hawaii. If you can like mm-hmm. pull that, that's amazing. Like that's. Like, she's great at her job. <laughs>
5: yeah.
4: And it's a cool, yeah. like, I just, it's, they have the conversation about like, neither one is going to end up moving and it's going to be like, I don't know what. I want to do like, well, you well, know, and then it kind
3: of, she does give the hint about looking at school. So there is at least some conceit that she might be coming back to the True. mainland. Like overall, Kyle, I'm kind of with you. The funny factor sort of bridges the gap that certainly exists. Look wise. I have some questions about the initial attraction from her side to sad, <laughs> sat guy on the surface. I will say one thing, <laughs> one thing to his end.
5: <laughs>
3: Pretty nice Dick.
5: <laughs>
3: it's slanging. Like I mean the pediatrician says it's a great looking dick. <laughs> like I was just like, "You know what? Of all of the dicks we were going to see on screen, I'm like like all right, like this...
6: <laughs>
3: Go off, king. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean oh, Sorry, I I just I had someone had to say it. I'll give. He, I, actually, no one did. No one. He did. had
2: to make up some ground from being the 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 crying woman at the top floor. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious scene. I mean, uh, that, got, yeah,
4: I've heard her too. I think she's upset. <laughs> <the floor>, <laughs> me.
2: I mean, that's that's the thing with this couple is like. She absolutely gets hit on by every single guy who comes into this hotel. And she like,
4: thinks strippers like you too. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> like I can see, you know, you, you could see the appeal and maybe like she digs this guy. Cause like you can tell Peter is a very genuine person and that like that is there in the character and that's important. It's just a lot of things have to go right. A lot of dominoes have to fall in crucial spots For them to work out in the long term. Like she's coming back to, you know, if she comes back to LA are did did is she gonna have to rent a super expensive apartment or is she moving right in with peter like we we got a lot of stuff that we need to figure out a
3: lot of questions it it is a movie just about unpacking everyone's baggage because you're like oh it also makes sense she would go for the sweet sappy funny guy after dating the asshole that we meet in the movie here like this is very much both of them refracting off the thing that they clearly know they don't like now
2: absolutely Um, Let's get into three up or three things that worked about this movie and picking three things for each of it. It, 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 It's impossible. We're not sticking to it. Uh, Alex, Alex, what is something that works for you about this? Like what stand you think for getting Sarah Marshall, why it's good. What works for you?
6: I think like the minor characters are just so good. And I think you would still have a really funny movie if you didn't have necessarily like the star quality of them. But I think like whenever (laughs) I think of this movie, for whatever reason, the first thing that pops in my head is Jack McBrayer, <laughs> and specifically the scene where they're trying to have sex the first time. And what does he say to her? He's like, does, th- does that hurt? And she's like, no, no. He's like, "What's well, well, hurting hurts me. me. <laughs> she's like, I can't feel anything. He's like, well, it's hurting me <laughs> like so good. Paul Rudd. Oh. Amazing. My favorite line of Paul Rudd's. What does he say <laughs> when he hears all this? Really he's like, you sound, you sound like, like you. are from, like, from London. London. <laughs> <laughs> I just think they did such a good job with these consistent, like, star power supporting characters. I'm, like,
5: crying Because
6: <laughs> <laughs> Bill
4: Hader, every single... Th- first of oh, all. Oh, yeah. He's first amazing of all, in this. Literally anything Bill Hader says is funny to it's me. It's funny. Like, that man could read me the phone book, and I would be doubled over in tears. He is one of the... And honestly... <laughs> no joke him and paul rudd are on this list and it's a very short list of like my favorite comedic actors that like i could like i just obsess everything that they're in and so every single thing that he says even when he's just yelling from the phone in the pocket in tears laughing
3: (laughs) peter go back to your room i'm going in
4: back to your room peter are you listening to me peter go back
3: to your room Hey. hey what are you
2: doing back
1: to your room did you enjoy that that hurt But I know Sarah, and I'm pretty sure I just ruined her day.
5: Yeah.
2: Incredible. (laughs) Just the funniest. When we talk about minor characters, this is slightly more than minor, but something that works about this movie might not have aged as well just because of who he is now, but Russell Brand as Aldous Snow (laughs) was a revelation. This was, I mean, this is what I'll forever think of him as. I mean, popular enough to where it spawned a spinoff movie, um, which I re- think of now as the P Diddy show because him and get him to the Greek is just all-time first ballot Hall of Fame performance. But Russell Brand, and it, it's funny, we were talking about like Charlie Hunnam and what that would be like, and like, I'm not going to doubt Charlie Hunnam, but kind of literal perfection, it almost reminds me a little bit of when you see Christoph Waltz in Glorious Bastards and you're just like, <laughs> what the fuck is, who is this person? This person is literally perfect. And for this, like, Russell Brand has one lane, kind of like we've seen in a lot of ways. Christoph Waltz kind of similarly, in, at least in his English-speaking roles, has seems to be kind of a similar lane. Russell Brand has one pitch, and it is, it is nasty. It is great when it works. We've yeah. only really seen it work twice, but in, in this movie, <laughs> he truly, truly works. He is the perfect, the fucking last person you would want your ex-girlfriend dating. Like,
4: or cheating on you, em.
2: yeah. Oh, so when he I was mean, like, he looks like he, <laughs> he looks like he shared hands over there.
4: He looks like he shared some needles. needles. Thanks for hooking up <laughs> with him after me.
3: Oh, can <laughs> I, mean, as, as far as like what worked for me, like clear answer? It is to me the number one thing that like separates this movie in my mind from so many other things Dracula musical. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's presence as the through line throughout this movie. Like you just get this whole different little weird fucking subplot of something that has no earthly right to exist Blopped in the middle of this all the way through. Everything that includes the Dracula, mu- Dracula musical from the actual musical to the montage of him healing to them going to the bar. And Mila Kuhn is just screaming, Dracula musical
6: <laughs> is so, perfect. Do you know the story behind this? Like the Dracula musical? So no. Jason took that to Apatow long before this movie was the thing and was like, I really think I could make this Dracula musical. And I think he played him one of the songs from- <laughs> and Judd said to him, do not play this for anyone ever. You need to hide this. This never needs to become anything. that you should- I
4: would go see that in two
2: seconds. Like a
4: real, I would see it in two seconds. His I wrote feeling- that
2: down. I would love to go to that performance. If it's, I know. If it's Jason Siegel and Bill Hader doing this, absolutely.
6: <laughs> well, he did oh. it. There's a YouTube video of him performing one of the songs on Craig Ferguson back when he was hosting the the late show. And it's just wonderful. But yeah, that was the whole thing. Judd was like, this is so thoroughly embarrassing. Never tell anyone you were involved
5: in.
2: this. And I would encourage someone, everyone to go watch when he performs that song, Dracula's Lament at the table read. He has a little, puts a little <laughs> oh. keyboard on the table and performs it in front of everybody. It's a delight.
3: Caroline, <laughs> to your point about anything that Bill Hader says being funny, two parts in the dracula musical that will send me for the rest of my life number one the finish where he is screaming long after the final note and sort of catches himself it reminds it reminds me a lot of in schitt's creek um when um why am i blanking on her name right now um girl who works the front desk
6: Oh, um,
5: Stevie! when Stevie
3: Stevie performs uh, cabaret and does that number and she catches her breath at the end when she sort of realizes she blacked out for that one. So that's (laughs) certainly in there. But then number two is the line of Bill Hader as Van Helsing where after he kills Dracula in the background, he just goes, my life is (laughs) a lie. I... Just sprinkle that into daily life. life I'm lie. And nobody ever fucking knows why.
5: <laughs> oh, man. oh, My thanks. life is a lie. Oh, God. So good. <laughs> Things so are going good. to get easier. Like, I'm <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: Die. The,
2: the old man Die. who laughs at the bar when he's singing yes. like this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Like can you imagine if you're just sitting in whatever it is, like slow jakes or whatever it is, and this guy comes and this woman just goes,
5: Dracula musical <laughs>
4: yeah.
0: I'm take a quick break. Tonight we have a special guest from the mainland
4: singing a song from his Dracula musical. Please welcome to the stage, Mr. Peter Bretter. Woo
5: Peter! Yeah, let's get let's Ow, Peter. Peter Woo Rachel. Dracula. Thank you.
2: You know, I could, I could play something else. I just think out of context, this might Dracula
5: be... Dracula musical!
1: Thank you.
2: <laughs> and he plays that?
6: Oh, you would yeah, talk about that forever.
2: you talk about that for like 30 years. Yeah. When we took that Remember vacation that to Hawaii? Well,
6: another part of that too. And I, I'm not really, I'm not trying to be the stupid fact girl. You this know, is what we good. count <laughs> on you for. We <laughs> need you But I do want to add, like, we all know Jason has been obsessed with Muppets his whole life. He eventually got the opportunity to write in a, the Muppet movie that came out years ago which
2: is fantastic fantastic this
6: that dracula musical so those puppets were made by um the jim henson company and that was part of why he was able to convince disney to bring him on and make them up because at first they're like we don't know if we want a guy who just did full frontal nude taking on and then and they heard he was a fan and they knew that he had done this musical in the movie and that's why he got to do it. And he does the drunken Muppets theme, Muppets show theme at some point in the movie too. So well- this was like a vehicle for him.
3: They do talk about puppets a lot in this movie, like Dwayne the bartender going off as they sort of fade out yes, of that scene. Yes. He's like, no, this guy's just... like Gandhi, but better. He likes yeah. puffes. Snuffleupius fucks my shit <laughs> up. Fucks
4: my shit up. <laughs> that guy's great. Like, he's like, yeah, I know 200 kinds of fish or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> he's just a he just, grouper, grill fish. So good. He's awesome. I love, he's one of my... Absolute favorite characters. She something doesn't like it. That's when he's happen. the one who says, "Like, I bet you think strippers like you too." Like, she works in hospitality; that's her job.
3: <laughs> she licked the tip. That doesn't count. I just <laughs> yeah. want someone to go snorkeling with me. <laughs>
4: <someone to> go... <laughs> he talks. What is it? The sea turtle sex?
3: Oh yeah, they for like three, three hours. hours.
4: Beautiful.
2: Oh my god. Um, <laughs> something else that works really well, and this is more of a simple thing. This is a perfect movie title. No notes on this mm. time. Th- I think this yeah. is one of the best the best comedy movie titles ever. I love and this title. An
4: excellent runtime. I think that they mailed oh. mm. like I know mm. that always usually sounds like if you're saying like, oh good, like the time in the movie is good, like it's probably not a good movie, but this is one where it's like it's just enough, like it's perfect. It doesn't drag oh. in any spots, like
3: it's like the the editing is writing thing, like to have it in that tight of a window and for it to all sing.
5: Wow. Mm-hmm yeah
4: and i will i will to mike's point about the full frontal nudity um <laughs> you know, uh this is one of the first movies i can remember seeing in which i saw full frontal nudity on a man so and it was so out.
2: unnecessary yeah it's so fun. i mean <laughs> no. the start of it though when the i got a surprise for yeah, you slapping <laughs> sound
6: <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm sorry i'm gonna do it again so He did not warn his family that that was going to happen when he saw the movie. His mother started to cry. And then she wrote an email to the family, like the family newsletter saying, just so you know, you're gonna see his penis, but don't worry, it's absolutely necessary for the context of the movie. <laughs> she assured them like your your horror will not be in vain.
3: No, I cannot stress enough the fuck it is not.
2: <laughs> that is a mother rationalized. <laughs> I know,
5: you got to. That's
2: incredible. <laughs> have to. Have to. Um, Caroline, anything else that we haven't talked about it's broad that works?
4: Um, Mila Kunis. I oh. know we talked a lot about the cast. This is probably my favorite thing that she's in. Yeah. She
2: is yeah.
6: a broad that works. Yes. Yes. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
6: she, I mean, and she's so
4: and Kristen Bell is excellent in it, too. Mm-hmm. Like, um, yeah. But Mila Kunis is just, I think, flawless in this movie. Like, just no notes
2: perfection. Yeah. Like She's a- Excellent. I mean, and and that was the the thing. Like, especially for guys like Mike and I, are of a similar age. Like, when this movie came out, it was like, oh, she's she's number she's at the top of the mountain. Like, that's that's her that's it for women.
3: Her (laughs) smile, I would run through hell for. It's perfect. (laughs) That is
2: the sweetest thing ever.
3: It is, and that's
2: the thing is like
3: not like I mean, she's got like the eyes that are very sexy, but Mm -hmm. for more like it's just like very sweet
2: and warm, and she's super witty, like. Again, Caroline's right. Flawless, yeah. she's perfect. perfect. Also, like the screaming at her ex boyfriend, like going. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, like, if I tell you to run, run, then gets. And, up, and, goes, and then she follows that up with fucking motherfucker, and I'm like, oh.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you said so he was like a boy, just a boy. That is a man, a scary, <laughs> scary
2: man. Oh, fantastic! Uh, I mean, we could stay on what worked for three hours. <laughs> it's- um, Listen, the, the name of the show, Crime Scene, Scene of the Crime. Like, that's perfect joke. Perfect Honestly, joke.
4: everything. Is that Billy Baldwin? Yes. yes. Everything that he fucking says. fucking Billy
2: Baldwin, aren't
4: you? I, everything he says, I wrote down. Oh, yes. Yeah, it was all money. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. And even the, uh, what is it, Animal Instinct <laughs> trailer at <laughs> yes. the end when Jason
2: Bateman is her <laughs> partner.
6: My favorite Baldwin line is, where he's going, he'll need to know how to masturbate. <laughs>
2: I like the. Uh, it's going to be tough for her to re enter the pageant without a face. Yes. Face.
6: also good.
2: Oh, it's a dixical. Shout out uh, David Caruso in CSI Miami, the inspiration.
5: Yeah. Um, oh,
2: he, he either was stabbed in the aorta or it was his time of the month, which was also one of them.
4: <laughs> ouch can you say dixical that's what it was so good um
2: does anyone have like a strikeout like a worst or most head-scratching aspect of this movie i have like things that quote-unquote didn't work or like things i have questions about. i don't have something in this movie that is direct this just literally doesn't work for me at all and i think it's kind of what caroline touched on earlier it's actually aged really well for a comedy from 2008
3: i think the only thing that i question just how would this actually work is the notion of anyone being given free access to a six thousand dollar a night hotel yeah the the, the kapua suite right like no fucking way
4: like can they do that i'm going about this all the wrong way now we
3: were we were in a very different era like i was transported back number one by the cell phones used in this movie Mm, the fact that you got a razor and t-mobile sidekick shout out but the thing that time warped me back into this one the communal screen on the plane when we all used to watch <gasps> the same couple yes. of screens that would yeah. fold down from overhead oh yeah back.
4: and you had like one or two movies about how long the flight was well and like and sometimes it was-,
3: it was just tv it was like yeah. king of queens or it was crime you know- scene scene of the crime Christ. yeah <laughs>
4: Can you imagine you have this like six hour flight to Hawaii? It's just like six episodes of crime scene, scene of the crime, back to back to back.
2: <laughs> See, that's a scenario where at first, when it first starts, you're just like, "God damn it, is there nothing else?" And then by the fifth one, you're super. You're into it. in. It's like, I mean, it's like watching CSI or NCIS or something.
4: Did I? Did I maybe oh. put Criminal Minds on today? Maybe
3: <laughs> there was one night in college because all of those shows are the perfect hook right in the beginning. In the first five minutes, me and my roommates were sitting around. We had to definitely get up for something the next day. And we're like, all right, just one, one more. And we're going to bed. None of us like watch this show religiously before or after, but we kept getting the five minute hooks and we're up till four in the morning and it had to be up like two hours later
4: <laughs> for which one for criminal minds or for, I think CSI? it was, for
3: I think it was for CSI.
4: Yeah. Oh yeah. I need those I remember when that first one came out and it like that changed the world, man. Gil Grissom.
3: <laughs> we uh, lost Kyle. I, I was gonna say it's Kyle frozen for everybody.
6: Yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle.
3: Take my eyes, not the shirt. <laughs> it
6: says, those now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: it's a uh, take uh, my uh,
5: eyes, uh,
6: not the shirt. <laughs>
3: That's another one I say all the time. This would be great if I just started hosting without a rundown or any concept of where we're going next. (laughs) Nothing available to it.
6: We're going rogue.
3: (laughs) We're just going to sit here and quote this movie to each other until we pass out.
6: It's so quotable. And like, you know, it's wild is like, I think... I quote more of the musical stuff than I do the lines in the movie. Like, y'all, I will literally, I have a little vanity in my bathroom and I'll, I'll sit there in the morning and put on my makeup and I'll just like sing little songs to myself. And the other day I was singing like, go see a psychiatrist. I hate the psychiatrist. <laughs> I don't wanna, I'm not
5: going. <laughs> oh,
3: you oh don't God. do anything about you. <laughs> Oh, it's, so you know what else I was thinking of? And this actually reminded me of you, Caroline, is when Bill Hader was initially throwing out vacation ideas <laughs> and I went and looked, Gestalt Germany or Switzerland looks incredible. Like if we're going to plan a trip, we might <laughs> yes. need to throw Gestat in there Damn, because goes, I started Gestalt, go you'll go love to it. Yeah,
4: I wrote that down because I thought it was so funny. Go to Gestalt, you'll love it. <laughs>
3: I had to look up, and that's why I've called it Gestad now twice, because I'm an uncultured, unwashed (laughs) swine who just learned about this place four hours ago, and now I'm like, I could go visit there. I could do a month in Stad.
4: You could. I'm telling you. That's where my
3: rom-com would take place.
4: Switzerland is like a fake place. I don't think it's, I think it's all a joke i think it's all it's 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 when they go to
3: film fansville (laughs) the dr pepper cinematic universe (laughs) takes place in switzerland
4: (laughs) i was walking around zurich like mad (laughs) i was like this isn't real what is this place with your efficient efficient public transportation
3: (laughs) wedding in hawaii real original (laughs)
4: original.
3: (laughs) Uh. oh
4: so funny (laughs) the um Oh, that big. I have a question for you, Mike. That bowl of cereal, do men eat cereal that big? Like so, that much? Because I have also, questions about the sogginess of the cereal at a certain point.
3: That was going to be my point is I think that is while – a perfect symbol of dumb, lonely male gluttony and something I'd subscribe to for other food forms. Like I have done that with things that I have cooked for myself in a large mixing bowl would never do it for cereal. For that reason, the ratio ends up fucked up. You end up with a bunch of sogginess on the bottom, especially if you're eating the normal cereals. I would some, no, I would rather do like I've eaten whole boxes of cereal in a sitting, like it's nothing. But just
4: like small bowl, you keep,
3: Yeah. And that's, that's honestly, once you get, and I am not a proponent of milk before cereal, I think that's (laughs) terrorism, but the after milk of the first bowl and then pouring the second bowl on top and getting a little residue in there. Now you've, now you've cooked with gas. (laughs) Yeah,
6: That second bowl is always better because you've got the milk that already has the cereal in it.
3: Yeah, this yeah. is it's like those Oreos that have the broken bits of Oreos inside the creme now. Have you guys seen that. those?
4: I just yeah. saw that like someone t- I think tweeted about it, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, hello. Just went, <laughs> just went from
3: six to midnight. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta hit a tuck up.
4: Go on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just when he brings them the um the coconut cake. He's like, just want to be clear, this is from the hotel. No, definitely me. not me. <laughs> um so kyle texted that they lost power
6: oh, <laughs> oh yeah because they, they're down that ice storm um
4: and so i texted him like asked him what he wants us to do um i'm happy like i have a run sheet from the last episode we did i can like run through some of the things and if he wants to salvage it we can try and make that work sure
3: yeah oh, whatever. i'll
5: that's
3: follow you over. in the mist of avalon if that's what you
5: mean <laughs> <laughs> um
3: God put our mouths on our head for a reason.
5: <laughs>
4: and why would he put the playground next to the sewage you system? Know, Jack
6: McBrayer is such a gift to the world. <laughs> like you know, Conan. Whenever he sees Conan, and vice versa, and they do each other for like thirty years at this point. Conan will never break the bit because it's Conan, and he always treats him like a redneck. And he'll be like, "Oh, look here, you hayseed!" <laughs> and to the point, <laughs> that, like. <laughs> Conan's staff on the show confronted him one time. It was like, you're being really mean to him. And he's clearly very sensitive because a lot of people don't realize like he came up through the ranks. He was in like second city in Chicago and everything else. And so after Conan was confronted, he refused to ever give it up again. (laughs) (laughs) You should, if y'all don't listen to Conan's podcast, you should. And the episode with him and Jack McBrayer is just wonderful.
3: Alex, I, I like you are the biggest fountain of incredible know, information Jared. related to pop culture I mm-hmm. have ever met. I am in awe of you.
6: It's, I'm really not, I'm obsessed with comedy. So I just, I always have been. And so that's really most of my knowledge because I'm really not in touch with a lot of different things. But like I'm obsessed with Second City. I did a class at Second City a few years ago, actually, a, uh, like a screenwriting class, and it was wonderful. And I'm just I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with stand up. I'm obsessed with, SNL. And like my ultimate dream is to be a TV writer. Like that's what I want to do more than anything. I want to write comedy more than anything in the world. Awesome. That's all I want to do. So hell yeah. I just That'd get obsessed awesome. with the things that I love, but tr- that's where it ends. I'm telling you like that and flute knowledge. <laughs>
3: that's all you're <laughs> getting, that's all you're getting have, out of me. <laughs> I remember texting Alex so earnestly when the Lizzo flute controversies <laughs> yes! were going down. And I was like, so walk me through.
6: The unique Talk to me about crystal flutes. Flute. Yeah. Tell you, guys, <laughs> historically speaking. No, I know. I just have an obsessive personality. So if I get interested, like I got to know everything about it.
4: I love that. Cause all the little, they're like actual fun facts every single time. I'm like, wow. (laughs) Like,
6: it's never like, oh,
4: here we go again. It's always like, huh. Well, like Alex, (laughs) you on this
3: podcast, you're like a value add. And I am the Chris Farley show where I'm like, remember that one time Paul (laughs) to this, that was awesome.
6: That was awesome that was cool we laughed yeah. the paul mccartney episode of that is so good <laughs> remember when you were in the beatles yeah.
3: <laughs> that was so awesome remember when so you awesome. said the love you take is equal to the love you make <laughs> is, that true?
6: is that true oh my god oh, oh, man. Man. oh okay
4: so while kyle is dealing with power issues i hope that gets resolved quickly because that's the absolute worst um I don't, does anyone have any other things that didn't work? I think I agree that staying in the $6,000 suite when she says, just clean up after yourself. <laughs> yeah,
6: like, <laughs> you don't get housekeeping. That's all. Yeah, really? like, what is okay. like, which <laughs> by this... the way,
3: predictive now where we live in a world post COVID and while people are trying to be environmentally conscious where now you can just turn down room service. I have enjoyed making my hotel room, a bunker of my own, like, shitty smut every time i go on the road now it's like i got i was sick recently in boston visiting my brother and i left the sign on that door because if a housekeeping person had come in and seen what (laughs) i had done to the towels they would have thrown me out and lit the room on fire so predictive
4: or or was it like when he's the um the guy comes in he's like are these happy tissues or sad tissues yes
3: (laughs) They were all sad tissues for me.
5: <laughs> oh
4: God! And he was like, "It's probably better if you just leave." Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, that definitely. I am not. I just have never. He does great as Aldous Snow, but I've just never been a Russell Brand like. Like he's so good in that role, but I just he's always he's never been like my fave. And I was like, "This guy's the
6: worst." He's very, he's um, good in that role, and I think that's yeah. the point. Is like, yeah. you know, <laughs> again, put on my nerd hat. Like when he auditioned for this, he didn't even read the script coming in and he asked them in the room what it was about. Like he barely read it. Sounds right. And so they And they were like, (laughs) you're hired. (laughs) Yeah. And it was totally one of those, (laughs) I hate to say it, but a personality hire where they were like, we'll we'll just mold the whole script to like this character. But the problem with that is like, that's kind of, there's going to be a Russell Brand fan out there that's going to get mad at him saying this. Based (laughs) on what we've seen mainstream out of him, that's the extent of what he can do. Because this was like- his height and then yes you had to get him to the greek few years later which i really liked as a movie i thought yes. it was good but then he broke katy perry's heart like <laughs> year after that just no love I for us
3: no yeah yeah
4: that,
6: was, that was so
3: i will say too involving him a thing that did work very realistic yoga scene like i was when they said yeah. sun salutations actually did sun salutations they hit all the poses they were spot on with that so Good job, Good job out of them for not bastardizing <laughs> the process. The By the way, thing that definitely wouldn't have worked either, Jason Siegel nailing the um, three-point headstand on the first try, not possible. As someone who labored for months over the course of the pandemic to pull that off a couple of times, you would not, especially with his body comp, be able to do that <laughs> on the first
5: try.
4: I must, this must have been, damn it. I think when I chose my which DVD version I watched, I watched the theatrical one because I forgot about the yoga scene because i didn't get it this time
6: oh you did not watch the unrated oh. i was gonna ask that earlier did we all watch the unrated yeah or the... i should
4: have is guys today just got crazy and no one's mad
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> so like,
5: <laughs> how dare you i had to go <laughs> bastardize like,
4: this process <laughs> i realized that i had to go to costco today because i had to get more insulin for my dog normal normal things no and normal so sense. i was like <laughs> crap and so I had a meeting until five. <laughs> Rude. Um, <laughs> I
3: have a very sore voice for a month, and this is not an acoustic environment.
4: And so um, Let's I was give like, them something.
5: <laughs> <laughs> gonna,
4: first of all, I don't know where this recording is gonna end up because he started it. it. It's still going. Who knows? That's riffing. That
3: showbiz, clips. maybe.
4: He's gonna have clips of it being like, let's give him something to talk about. <laughs> um but yeah, it's uh I didn't get I didn't started it at like at seven. And then I had to sit through the trailers. <laughs> Sure being King DVD, Two, remember. the DVD would not let me skip them. It also had one for Burn After Reading, which I remember thinking was funny when it first came out. And I bet if I watched that again, I would find it absolutely hilarious. Um, the Brad Pitt and Let oh, yeah. Me has like everybody in it: George Clooney, um, francis McDormand. Is she the right one that I'm thinking of? But it's like they find Brad Pitts, the idiot at the gym that finds like a CIA disc, and then he tries to like blackmail people over it. And it's got the um you guys are gonna kill me for thinking of him as this is what the role is, but he's in the um one of the insurance commercials, not the mayhem guy, obviously not Flo. Um
3: State not he, State Farm.
4: The one who walks them through the like different things that have happened. Oh,
3: JK Simmons.
4: Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, why did I not think of Spider-Man? Anyway, yes, he's in it too, and he's like the head of the CIA thing. And he's like, "We'll get the thing back," and they're like trying to barter. It's pretty. it, looked, it was pretty funny. I remember. Um, okay. Anyway, okay, uh I believe what's next is best scenes. So usually mm. we run through. That yeah, um and he has like a list. I'm sorry, I realize how much I like lean on Kyle as a crush Oh yeah, he, he does that. Okay, he like writes them all down, and I was like, "Oh, I should do that." Um, but we get right out the gate. I mean he's eating that huge bowl of cereal it's like the first thing and it sets it all up right so you get an excellent 2008 time capsule which is billy bush on entertainment tonight or whatever access hollywood one of those talking about sarah marshall and the um the crime scene investigation show um and shows like how cute they are and then goes into the aldous snow video for do something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Hopefully this yes. time everyone hears the message.
4: Billy, I think it's like a really aggressive
5: amount. We got
2: before Mother Earth gets any more hurt We gotta do something We leave you tonight with the newest smash single from Infant Sorrow. Lead singer and notorious <laughs> Lothario, Aldous <laughs> Snow, begs us to change. In his environmental anthem, We've
0: Got to Do Something. To I that hope for once, play. we all hear the message. So, Good night. And Mr.
2: President You better see it's not only me, no rising in size so dying
4: um, and then she comes in and does the naked breakup <laughs> which just kicks things right off um, and then one of my favorite things that they get into right after that is one like the Bill Hader scenes when um, they want, this smells like a stripper's perfume why did you bring me here <laughs> the whole time when he's like dial it back dial it back so june what? diane raphael is yes. the woman that he first goes home with which is paul Shear's wife this is as much like fun facts with caroline as you're gonna get i'm nowhere near alex's level but um because they co-host like one of my other favorite podcasts the how did this get made um and i love her in this role where she's like stop you're so silly <laughs>
3: It, we did also get the montage of all of the different sex scenes it's like obviously him crying there and then like the woman who makes no noise and then the girl that says hi the whole time oh
4: my gosh She's <laughs> like isn't so i think she is in super bad yes right yes and she's the woman in the house with the um the bleach the or the dish dish laundry detergent container right that party where they go to the house party
3: oh yeah isn't oh, that <laughs> yes. Wait, I had a question for you guys. It's it's somewhat tangential uh to what Alex said about saying someone else's name. I was thinking cuz obviously like that's like, you know, a uh, a uh, uh, a thing that's pretty well known as a faux pas during sex but with <laughs> faux this pas. whole thing.
5: Like <laughs> faux pas, if you How what of
3: you? <laughs> what's the worst thing someone could say to you during sex short of that or like like m- the most awkward thing in oh. there. Cause obviously, like someone being critical oh. of what you're doing would certainly suck. But I'm thinking more along the like, high, hi, hi,
4: hi. <laughs> That's gotta be really high
6: up there, right? I, are we okay? I guess I, I mean, we all have to speak from personal experience, right? I was. <laughs> I, I, I Alex,
4: like I had a friend once who told me this story that oh, I'm yeah, going to tell to you. A friend
6: of mine told me this story. Um, once a guy the entire time could not stop saying oh gosh oh gosh <laughs> y'all, y'all like the first time I let it go the second time I was like this is surely not a pattern but that was the that was the breadth of his uh vocabulary during during yeah. the act was oh gosh oh
3: gosh yeah <laughs> oh yeah the male the male participation in sex all around is a real like exercise in just like is this something like, it's like
4: the meme gosh. where he's like letting go of the butterfly is yeah this-
3: is, is this <laughs> is- good sexual
4: dialogue
3: <laughs> like what level of throaty moaning am I allowed to be accompanying
4: this thing? Throaty moaning, <laughs> throaty moaning. New band name. Oh man. <laughs> um, so that sets oh. up the. You know he has those one night stands. Is trying to him, like figure things out, and Bill Hader tells him he needs to go somewhere. He says he loves shot. <laughs> <Statt." laughs> he decides to go to Hawaii. Um, would you have ever gone somewhere that was recommended by your ex? Honestly, Ooh.
3: at the point he's at, absolutely. Because yeah. you th- you think what you like is not been influenced by them. It's just what you liked in the context of that relationship. So, yeah, yeah I think it makes sense given the, yeah. the time period he's at to Alex's earlier point.
4: Yeah, And you'd think like they wouldn't have the audacity i think is a pretty fair like <laughs> you know they can't possibly be there with someone new after just three weeks or whatever it is <laughs> good lord <laughs> um but we get that like i said i love all of the bill Hader scenes but we get the great like video conference oh the great one where he comes over when he has like the thing where he says like go to start i think that's the same one where he stops him from burning things in the and you see the full spread of Jason Siegel's apartment. It's just covered in clothes and food and like whatever else. Um then we get when he meets Mila Kunis, they run into Sarah Marshall. Um, I love when she's like figures out what's going on and gives him the room just because he's a sad sack.
5: Like <laughs>
6: <laughs> sad sack. That's like I don't know why my dad used to use that expression to describe pretty much every guy that I tried to date. Like he's just.
4: Like, think that's a universal dad of daughters. I thing. think my it's a dad ta- said that too. Oh right? no!
3: As a father of daughters,
4: <laughs> as a father of daughters, you are required to call the people they date sad sacks.
6: And my dad was like, you know, he grew up like in the deep south and so go, oh that old sad sack <laughs> like, dad i've been with him for two years you i have
3: fucking love him play. dad stop
6: <laughs> oh man, oh,
3: man.
4: Oh. um so then we get the awesome crying scene <laughs> in the hotel room oh. um and then his first dinner slash at the bar situation where we get the the different drinks that he's having which one of when he gets so old the banana
3: yeah oh, look at this guy
4: <laughs> he goes not us pal
0: huh <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot i
4: did miss one because this one's one of my favorites when he go before he leaves um and he's still totally in his feelings and he has to go to work and do the soundtrack for the show <laughs> he's like it's <laughs> a walk and talk in the lab. <laughs> he does the seinfeld oh my god <laughs> That's one of my (laughs) favorites. Because the guy in the back, just dead serious, goes like, hey, how about we go with the usual stuff, dark and ominous, like losing your penis is a bad thing.
5: Let's do this. Okay, I'm ready. The victim's penis was found behind the AC unit.
1: Just go with the usual
5: stuff, maybe. Something dark and ominous, like losing your penis is a bad thing.
6: Oh man, you know oh what? This, rewatching this made me think too. Jason Siegel does a lot of stuff and has since he started out, like with Freaks and Geeks, where he's recovering from breakups. Did you guys, were you guys how I met your mother fans? Did you guys uh,
5: uh-huh.
6: okay, huge until remember, they, yeah, okay, yeah, Sorry. well, we all I don't know have, we all I don't have
4: the time for that separate
6: podcast, but remember when he and Lily broke up. And he was just devastated. He been a lot of time being sad when he and Linda Cardellini broke up in Freaks and Geeks. It just—he's very good at playing that character because I don't think it's a character. I think he's very honest about that's kind of how he recovers—is being sad and in sort of a mess. And I only watched ten minutes of Shrinking, his new show on Apple yeah. TV, and it looks like the same setup.
4: Well, he's recovering from this is his, not just a breakup but his wife passed. his wife dying yeah <laughs> yeah but it's so, the same like but his sad life's sack a total vibes, mess and he's falling yeah.
6: apart and everyone's like dude you gotta get yourself together this just yeah. isn't healthy he
4: does he definitely does yeah yeah sad sack is probably the best <laughs> possible um so then we we meet paul rudd um chuck want to see uh K- kunu who knew who
3: knew and P-P-O-P.
4: P-P-O-P. and he goes what is it is it like a beautiful hawaiian name And he goes yeah it means chuck yeah. <laughs> you've got a sadness behind your eyes um and that's just the great like do less do do less no you're doing too much well you gotta do more than that <laughs>
3: that's another line religiously quoted
4: yes (laughs) but one i think my favorite is he does the uh you know they say when life gives you lemons just say fuck the lemons and bail
3: (laughs) uh it was it was brilliant i'm trying to i'm trying to think if like you made me actually pick one scene from this movie what it what it would be like i think there's something about their first night out Mila Kunis and Jason yeah. Siegel, because there's so much that encompasses you meet the Dracula musical in earnest yes. for the first time it sets up all the conflict for later it gives you the genesis of the payoff for the photo of her flashing inside the men's bathroom in the bar you do I believe at the end of that night that's after already you got the fight scene down by the beach too. So yep. there was and a I lot that went into that. You can that even I extend is...
4: that into the um when he helps like prep the pig.
3: <laughs> Caroline, I wrote that down. One of my favorite scenes in the whole movie cuz you meet um Don't what's make his
4: me do it.
3: Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, when you when you meet what is his name? Is it uh Kyoki, Uh the big Hawaiian guy on the beach. Yeah. Oh no, Kimo. Yeah. It's Kimo. Kimo. Who's the large guy. He's like, you look like a big baby <laughs> when they're walking, carrying the pigs. Like you could stop crying. The pig is dead. Now that guy and his insertion into the movie at the start of that whole sequence that Caroline mentioned, Alex, that to me is like, you do, you meet a bunch of people that are going to be tangentially important there. And yes. you get the pigs.
5: Well, <laughs> <laughs> just
4: now i'm picturing just like him with the knife just like also the most
3: painful and inefficient way to do that like stabbing like just just repeatedly (laughs) stabbing it at different points in the gut
4: that whole the entire july 4th like barbecue thing that he's at beforehand where he's um that's when jonah hill tries to take his full plate that he's actively eating off of (laughs) that's the
3: i'll just go fuck myself
6: mahalo (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Jonah Hill is so great in this movie and I will say like I'm sure there are like reddit threads devoted to this topic but the idea that they cast him and get him to the Greek is a different character entirely I love it like I think it really because Mike I can't remember if this was like when we started the show, or before you got on, but I saw Get Him to the Greek before I saw Forgetting Sarah Marshall.
5: Oh, so, yeah.
6: So I didn't see it when it first came out. So, which is like, it shows it's a good standalone movie. But then it was so bizarre to watch Forgetting Sarah Marshall and be like, oh, well, he has a pretty significant role in this. But then when you watch him <laughs> in sequence, it actually makes a lot of sense. Like he's, yeah. he's <laughs> funny, he's important, but he's not important enough. And, you know, you've got the the demo. I love the demo. <laughs> have, you, have you listened to my demo? I was like, uh, no, <laughs> you handed it to me and then I just went on living my life. <laughs> I just went on living my life.
3: Think about the way we meet his character. He's on the phone at work. No, <laughs> I can't leave to sell you weed right now because I'm at work. You, you know, I'm at till... work.
4: You called my work phone,
3: which is also funny because when we played in the Hawaii bowl, my red shirt freshman year, one of the speeches that we got from security on the flight over there was People are going to try and sell you bunk weed here. It's oregano and glue. (laughs) Don't buy it.
4: That's amazing. Well, we also get the inside of you singing it. This whole so that's if you if you want to call that like one long scene, like that's pretty. Although I'm surprised at you, Mike. I thought you would say best scene would be the Dracula musical.
3: (laughs) I I mean. I think well I mean I actually think the like working on himself Dracula musical movie making montage would probably be like my favorite because it's the only time you kind of like swell up with emotion like even the other parts when him and Mila Kunis talk at the desk like that's not the payoff them at the end isn't the payoff Alex brought it up. It's him doing the work finally that to me was the emotive payoff of the movie in that scene, all while he's singing the great Dracula musical songs.
4: (laughs) The um it also has this movie has a couple of the best flashbacks of any movies. (laughs) Because you You get the one Who shall not (laughs) pass. The absolute it's just in those green sweatpants and then the other one is when she, like he's constantly just supporting her <laughs> and holding her bags and like um that's when he's like hey can we get what does he call him first andre um, the giant andre the giant out of the shot <laughs> and
6: then he goes Matumbo out of the shot <laughs> oh man i do think one thing i would will- This isn't like a thing that didn't work, but it just kind of shows you culturally how things have changed when she says, even though they follow up with a joke, like when she says there was one week you wore sweatpants every day and he makes the joke after like, well, (laughs) if they were like designer, you wouldn't care. But because they were Costco brand, it's a good joke, but also like the premise these days would not be a thing like if you were writing that movie today you'd be like oh well everybody's wearing sweatpants every day that's just yeah, how exactly. it's in society now
3: yeah <laughs> what could we say that would hit the same way given like oh you wear jeans to bed like with... <laughs>
4: yeah like what is i don't the... think uh...
3: i don't know if we have like, would it you're... just have to
4: be like you wear jeans every day because yeah because if you're at home doing stuff and sweatpants with them it's not
3: yeah it doesn't really work It doesn't really hit the same. It also underscores. I have a theory about sweatpants and the rich that you don't actually have to wear nice brand sweatpants when you're rich by proxy of you looking put together and having known wealth. We assume whatever sweatpants you're wearing are rich people's sweatpants because I see the sweatpants they sell at Target and they're phenomenal looking. They look very clean and come in fun colors. So I think rich people's sweatpants are just sweatpants worn by the rich and all the rest of us are paying for that like smell
4: i yep. mean am i in sad doggers from home field right now maybe
3: <laughs> those are the true sweats of the wealthy <laughs>
4: the true sweats. True. i also wore the sad sad dog um baseball tee today <laughs> i had a whole sad dog outfit on <laughs> um the other flashback that's super good is um when she's looking back on the terrible gifts that she gave peter <laughs> i know <laughs> when he doesn't want to wear that shirt and but oh, yeah. and it, I mean it's the thing like that's the point is the flashback where it show, oh Peter really was a really good guy, um and every time he was wearing it, he just was beaming with pride over things and would tell her <laughs> that it was great and like the best is the woman at the bar, <laughs>
6: <laughs> nice
4: great hat, <laughs> thanks. Something I'm that, fucking with you.
6: <laughs> something this movie shows but never tells, like there isn't really the time or space I think to get into it and it would kind of take away from the fact it's just a really funny great movie is how like the themes of vulnerability and what we do with that and so I think the clothes are a great example of like he just wants to make her happy regardless he's not thinking about how it looks to other people he's just so proud that's his girl and you know the scene where he's singing the Dracula musical song over and over and you can tell she's like exhausted. And she's like, look, I think it's great. I just don't get it. I don't need to hear it again. He's like, just listen to it one more time. That's a moment that you might say, okay, here's the boundary. Like I love that you are so talented and everything and I don't have to get it to appreciate it. Right. But you just see like these two people who leaned on each other so much for their identity and their validation and, having to have this other half of them that made them feel whole, whether it was Aldous later on or whether it was her for Peter. And I think that's part of like doing the work too, is he really just had to get to a point where like, you've got to stop treating it. Like you've lost half of yourself. Like you've, there's still a person in there. You need to grieve this as a breakup and then you need to move on with your life. And so, I don't know. I just think it's interesting.
3: It did like to, do we think uh, like seeing that part of it, Cause I believe that comes after she gives the very impassioned speech talking to him about how, you know, you didn't, he says you didn't try hard enough. And she says, I did all of these things where it's like, I don't really know if there's a bad guy in this, right? Like they're both guilty of certain sins inside the relationship that end up fraying it at the end. You can chicken and egg where that came from based on how one treated the other. But we clearly see spots where both people are at fault in this. Like he is not blameless in how this worked out because of how he ended up just latching on and really stopped giving the same effort in the other ways that she needed. Like if we're gonna love language this thing
4: yes um i think we get a little bit where i like because i did the same thing but then he um then she cheated for a year like that's yeah, where my that, like yeah, you know <laughs> um
3: Pro- probably right probably like that's yeah, still
4: it's bad. i think it's it's like the um ted lasso episode where roy is being too overbearing except roy and Keeley talked it out <laughs> well and he got some help from jamie telling her like what he needs is his space (laughs) he's like fuck (laughs) he just leaves practice it's so great Uh, oh yeah those are i think what else Are there any other scenes the scene there's always the scene um and we could go there aren't too many athletic moments in this so the most athletic scene moment i think ties in with this scene where he falls off the cliff
6: yes (laughs) well the surfing
4: Oh, true. Yeah, he does get the surfing done. And he car- I think he carries Aldous to the shore.
3: When he passes out, when Aldous starts bleeding, it's one of my favorite moments in the movie. Losing
4: a lot of blood.
3: Oh, but oh. yeah, no, I would say that cliff, that cliff jumping scene, because it's like supposed to be the build up to this sweet moment. And yeah. then we immediately have the course correct back to true north
4: there's the where she's like because if you just let go you'll probably hit rock and die and he's like oh yeah totally (laughs) (laughs) the way that he says push off like a frog (laughs) she's like sure i don't know just fucking jump honestly the most athletic thing might have been doing that hike and flip-flops i don't know if you've ever accidentally worn flip-flops for something that's a much longer i'll go um, back
3: to it too you didn't get the scene the yoga
4: scene
6: yeah hey kyle hey guys (laughs) (laughs) i just went in to
4: try and unmute you (laughs) we you were back (laughs) oh no we can't hear it
2: can you hear me yeah we can hear you i was i was playing what did i miss from hamilton
4: (laughs) 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 nothing we stared at each other honestly i'm so excited for you to listen to this like 30 minutes i can't i can't
2: I, y'all, I am like, I can't believe that y'all like kept going. I, I'm so happy. Cause like, I mean, kept going is a relative
3: term. We ripped quotes, talked about sex, and then got through a few of our
2: favorite scenes. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it sounds that, that, that all sounds good. So like, wait, so I, I haven't missed Lenny Harris.
4: No. Or Peter just, Gallagher. I, no. <laughs>
2: perfect.
4: <It's> perfect timing. <laughs> so it's all you it's yeah you don't want to you
2: don't want to keep driving
4: um no (laughs) we we i think unless you have a a take on most athletic we're ready for lenny harris i think
2: i mean most athletic is peter uh is is peter like springing himself off the cliff
4: that's what i said (laughs) he's like totally um yeah i agree that was
2: well um i I'm back from my restroom break. Uh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> what what did we I, I so this is I, I kind of want to start with uh what did we land on? What was the best scene? What would I this is be fun for me.
4: Mike. I think so Mike summed it I, up pretty well.
2: I went, I think I ended up choosing the
3: him doing the work, Dracula musical making montage right before we get it at the end because basically it was the only like big emotional payoff in the movie when he finally goes back and Alex's point about doing the work I think was very well served there so that for me was probably the one where I like oh I found myself welling up a little bit like you felt that surge in your chest
4: and then we also said the extended like pre-barbecue pig prep into like the first date like when he that that like extended segment is, it's more than one scene but like that's that the i'm
2: sorry, <laughs> I'm, sorry.
4: <laughs> I'm sorry yeah just brutal and he's crying he's like you stop crying now it's already dead
6: i, was, I don't think i actually said like if i actually chose the best scene if i did that i'm probably going to contradict myself but we did talk about i love the uh after he leaves hawaii the peter you suck song <laughs> it's so self-loathing go see a psychiatrist i hate the psychiatrist well go see one anyway i don't like the psychiatrist so you better go see one i'm not going
2: <laughs> that's a great it's a great moment of physical comedy as well from uh yes. <laughs> for, for, for beater
4: i'm not going
2: i'm not going um and then for best quote i just want to make sure uh did you guys
4: we oh we didn't do best quote yeah didn't do best quote no i don't know how we're supposed to pick one
2: yeah so i i wrote down way too many um you shall not pass (laughs) so good (laughs) so so good uh does does i does is there a clear front runner for anybody
4: so one that I well this is just all stuff that I laugh at. We talked about the if life gives you lemons, tell the lemons to fuck off and bail.
2: Fuck the lemons and bail.
4: <laughs> fuck the lemons and bail. Um but I also like when he's at the desk for the first time and Sarah comes up and she's like, "What are you doing here?" He says, "I came here to murder you."
5: <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: <laughs> it's just something about that that makes me laugh so hard every time. Um Let's see. I'll go fuck myself. Mahalo.
6: I, I don't know if this is the best one, but it's the one I think of a lot where Paul Rudd is like, if you get bitten by a shark, you're not just going to give up surfing, are you? Jason's <laughs> <Jesus laughs> like, yeah, probably.
4: Yeah. <laughs> For Being in it so little, Paul Rudd has some...
2: He's amazing. Like,
6: Uh,
4: And I do like the go with the usual stuff, dark and ominous, like losing your penis (laughs) is a bad thing. Oh, Peter, I'm a pediatrician. Have you noticed you're sitting on a fire truck?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Last night, like some sort of idiot, I had sex with this woman who I barely even know. Uh, I used a condom, but I'm really scared that I have an STD, Doc. Peter, I'm a pediatrician. Have you noticed you're sitting on a fire truck? Right. Little kids running. Yeah, this is new. I like it. i um, kind of backed up. Could you take a look at my penis? Go ahead. Let me see it. Sorry. It's all
0: right. Take it out. Good. You barely even looked at it. It's a good looking dick, Peter. Beautiful dick.
3: I think for me, my favorite line, and it's another one I quote out of context a lot,
2: jack mcbriar off to find the mythical clitoris (laughs) (laughs) caroline that's back-to-back weeks where the clitoris is the theme in the in the show
4: oh god who could have thought is this at least this one's not in space yeah something might as well be
6: (laughs) (laughs) guys ain't finding
4: it something i'm not even kidding you guys I almost want to make you watch vision quest just so you can see the scene where Matthew Modine's character says that he now wants to be, so he's wanted to be a doctor in space. He says he wants to be a gynecologist now in space specifically because he wants to be able to look into a woman and understand the things that they like. I'm not even kidding you. This is a movie that we watched.
2: I had a note. I had a note (laughs) written down that was uh, wanting to be a gynecologist. Horny is the wrong type of horny. Yeah. Yes. Um, bad bad type of
3: horny that being said clits <laughs> in space great band name <laughs> uh,
2: a quote that i i use this like i use the back half of this often is when he's he's going out to the clubs with bill hater and they're talking to the two women and he goes uh, I think having sex with either of you would be a real treat for me. <laughs> I, use, I use the phrase, that would be a real treat for me often. <laughs> that
5: would
4: be a real treat for me.
2: Uh, you know I mean? Oh, uh, you stop
4: joking around. Stop. You're yeah. too funny. <laughs> uh,
2: just went from six to midnight is also something that entered the lexicon yes. and never left yeah. a, after this movie. I, I think picking a best quote of this movie is, is impossible. Yeah, no, I those think, are all I excellent. I think it's an impossible ask. Um, okay. The Lenny Harris Pinch Hitter Award for Best Supporting Character. Who is in it too much?
4: Um, Aldis, Peter, Sarah, Mila Kunis, Mi- Mila Kunis, <laughs> a,
2: so that that leaves us a laundry list.
6: Yeah, Bill Hader, man.
2: Yeah, I
6: I might go Paul Rudd.
2: <laughs> I it's so there's Hader, there's Rudd. Jonah Hill in, in yeah. a short amount of time is great. And Caroline, the, the thing I I knew you missed from not watching the extended version was when Aldous tells him that like, I was going to listen and then I just went on living my life. Wait, no, no.
5: It, <laughs> <that wasn't...
2: laughs> no, no, no. But in, in the regular version, I think that Jonah just kind of like walks away. Like he like looks Yeah. in the extended version. He yes. like has an extended, like, fuck you, man. Like, like, <laughs> That's he's right. Like I can't off. scream right now or I'll get fired.
4: I remember that.
2: He, he also has the line, I don't know if you guys mentioned this, but when the guy called, I would love to sell you some weed, Jimmy, but I'm at my fucking job right now. <laughs> yes, because you called me at my place of work. Yes. I could sell you some weed after work.
4: I could sell you some weed. Um, Yeah, I'm going with Paul Rudd. I don't know. That's like asking me to pick one of my favorite. She's I mean, been
6: on a Paul Rudd kick all week. This is true. I mean,
2: he's, he's incredible. Kunu, like Kunu, just Kunu. everything with that. I just want to mention this person. I w- I wouldn't give the win to this person, but the girl he has sex with, who is the the high girl, did <laughs> That's anyone what recognize her? The-
4: yeah, I said she was in Superbad.
2: Yes, she is yeah. the period blood girl from Superbad. <laughs> <laughs> just want to make sure that that is known. I oh. I think it's Rudd narrowly edging Bill Hader. Yeah, narrowly, narrowest of margins.
6: Yes, but I, yeah. But Bill, like he's so solid that he carries it to the end with the musical.
4: Oh, it's true. <laughs> God damn! I don't.
3: Bill's borderline in the movie too much for me. If we're gonna, if we're gonna say not, yeah, he's the I clear winner. That. If not, for me, it would be Jonah Hill.
6: Yeah, or, J-
3: Jonah Hill is so good. I think Jack he's
4: an efficiency. Monster Jack, we didn't in even this say movie. anything
6: about Jack McBrayer. Yeah. Oh, yeah,
4: yeah, he's excellent in
6: this. I mean, just the whole like evolution because you just when you first see Jack's character. You think, well, that's just going to be the bit for the whole movie, right? That he can never please his wife. <laughs> I'll just teach him, and they look like they have a great time. <laughs> like they have a I fun was, afternoon together. I,
3: I was happy we got the payoff of like them at the end eating strawberries in bed and shit. I was like, good for them. Oh. Yeah. Oh, another great Paul Rudd line. I like her hair. I wonder if the carpet matches her pubes. <laughs>
2: He's just like everything he says is, hey, yeah, you're the guy who works for Kaiser Permanente. Kaiser Permanente. For Kaiser Permanente. <laughs> and Kaiser Permanente is the
4: funniest place of employment they could have picked for him yes. to say. Like, or that he, I honestly wonder how much of his lines were written, like, legitimately, like, if they were just like, get on out there, pal. <laughs> when he's like, I'm on island time. I just All of don't these to movies, watch.
2: <laughs> like the shoot the shit aspect of it. It's yeah. like how much of this is just them riffing, which is yeah. fantastic.
4: Incredible work.
2: Okay. The Peter Gallagher award for the hottest person in this movie.
4: This is, this is tough for me in one sense because, um, Bill Hader and Paul Rudd are on like the Caroline list of like people I would date in a hot second. Like I, and Alex knows this week, one of our lovely co-workers um slandered his good name <laughs>
5: oh, no. that's
4: i'm exaggerating slightly a lot slightly. Um, <laughs> because basically he was like he said that he was more excited for the mario movie than Quantumania. and i was like excuse and so
6: caroline turned that Grayson? into <laughs> caroline you? turned that into oh you think jack black is better than <laughs> no he actually
4: <laughs> said he's like i like jack black better than paul rudd and i was like we need to rethink our hiring policies here um and it's turned into you an all-week i know it's <laughs> my and he's excellent this is all joking um but i got into this whole thing like all week where i was just like well why don't you go watch a jack black movie then
5: <laughs>
4: all this stuff but i oh man i love both and bill hater has just gotten hotter
6: but okay that's my question is it hottest person in the movie The hottest actor or is it hottest character it's, oh, a, it's, we've a, never,
2: we've it's a it's have never we've never made that uh <laughs> yeah. we've never because here's out the lines. thing
4: the answer is mila kunis
2: <laughs> yeah like,
4: like hands down without a just like last week was linda fiorentino like
2: yeah she without shatters a doubt. the fucking atmosphere in this movie
4: it is yes it's mila kunis so saying all that about paul rudden and, and bill hader because like, probably kristen bell's probably second
3: Mm-hmm. if she Fish. smiled at me in public i'd shit my pants
4: <laughs> mila kunis
3: yes i would not physically be able to process the emotions <laughs> that came after and i would just shit my insides out
6: God. i'm praying you have some awkward run-in <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, that's, listen i've shit my pants before and i'll shit them <laughs> again and that would be the best reason that it has happened in my
5: life
4: again, full no. stop this is mostly because i accidentally did a full ted lasso rewatch last week (laughs) but i just thought of the christmas scene the christmas episode where he's going door to door (laughs) he tells that kid that he pooped his pants and he goes and (laughs) keely's like finish the story he goes last week
2: because he doesn't do well with dairy
4: (laughs) (laughs) he was like i've done that before and he's like let's both work on that Who the fuck is Bernard? Who the fuck is Bernard? <laughs> it's one of the best <laughs> line, line deliveries in the entire show. Oh my god. So yeah, good. Mila um, Kunis is the answer.
2: Yeah, I mean, she's just absolute dynamite. Um, <laughs> okay, best time, worst time. Uh, I, I, Mike, I think we had this category last time you were on the show. Because yep. I think we had to talk about yep. who had the best and worst time in Armageddon.
5: Yes. Um, yes.
2: <laughs> so... I went back and forth. Um, Caroline, I'll defer to you here.
4: I think... um, I think Sarah Marshall has the worst time. Yeah? Because she thinks that she's in a fun new relationship. She's got to break up with someone that I think she actually does care about. Um, She then finds out that the guy that she's dating now (laughs) has... Uh, an STD that he has not told her about because it's not currently flared up.
2: (laughs) Not currently inflamed at the moment.
4: (laughs) I didn't tell you that either. Who is leaving for an 18-month world tour that did not tell you. Uh, You then try to... You then have to watch the ex that you... The one that got away type thing. Uh, Date Mila Kunis in front of you.
5: Uh,
4: And then you end up dumped by aforementioned Guy and rejected by the original guy, um, and your show gets canceled, and now you got to be on Pet Instincts or Animal Instincts. I think she's a pretty. She's got tough.
3: <laughs> I mean, getting rejected after fifteen minutes, fifteen seconds
2: of oral sex <laughs> is tough. <laughs> tough. I that mean, would, as our friend Dwayne the bartender says, like that's you know what that's is. like. She's with the tip. That doesn't count. <laughs> Did um. <laughs> And again, I I feel bad continuing to go back to when I was uh, when I was dealing with some questionable power issues. Did anyone did did you guys talk about Sarah as a character? Because going back and watching that, the only thing that like didn't I didn't say didn't entirely work again. I love this movie, but it's interesting that like if it were not for the conversation she has with Peter after when she tells him like why, how hard she tried to make it work and how much they like, they, she tried. I was like, this is a really empathetic part. Like she's. So we did
4: right before you got on, we, Mike said, you know, like that both had faults in this relationship. And I was like, agree. And then I said, but you don't cheat on someone for a year. That's (laughs)
2: exactly it. Like if she had if there weren't that part of it. And then also the like, Oh, I'm just going to go right back to you after he leaves. Like that makes it villainous. But when she's having that confession of, of that, it's that for me was like, I wonder if this movie works a little differently and maybe even a little better if it is just two people who grew apart because like Peter certainly had some fault. Like Peter got very lax in that relationship. So I'm just, I'm glad you got, again, I don't know why I'm doubting you you, (laughs) guys. I don't know why I'm doubting you guys. (laughs) It we is just, a good point
3: though the that the infidelity was not really necessary in the right.
2: no.
4: Yeah, it could have been they drifted apart, broke up and she immediately started dating this like celebrity singer. Like Yeah, I think which it if you're Peter
2: way. is feels just as bad. Like it was yeah. horrible when Aldous walks up and he's like, "Oh, my ex is now dating Aldous Snow." Like that's that stinks. Uh-huh. Um so Agreed. yeah. So okay, well, I'm, gl- I'm glad we got that. <laughs> Does Does anyone have a really good time? Like, I feel like Peter, for most of the movie, has a generally bad time. He has, like, one good day. The
4: one day when he stops drinking?
2: Yeah. (laughs) I kind of looked at that as, like, when I was watching that, I felt like this is a day that Mike would really enjoy. Like he has a nice breakfast buffet. He goes to a wedding that he just does, doesn't know the bride and groom. He like hangs out in the hot tub with all the people. Like I, I, Mike, I could see you thriving in that way at a resort.
3: Honestly, you are not wrong, especially uninvited <laughs> guests to a wedding. Now the look on the bride and groom's face when he's throwing flowers at them is hilarious to me. But yes, that's a ten out of ten day. Like that would be me living my like living my ground my
2: uh, my, my Palm, Palm Springs loop. Yes. <laughs>
4: A yeah. wedding in Hawaii, real original,
2: real original. I think you could argue that Kunu has a great time just because mm-hmm. I don't think anything gets yes. that guy down.
4: And well, I was gonna say probably Aldous too, but um,
2: yeah, nothing gets that guy down too. I but mean, he has he had to wear that now. ugly shirt when and...
3: <laughs> when he walks out at the end. You see my driver, I'm gonna have sex with her. All right, cheers. It's <laughs>
4: well, just I like, would tell there's you, there's what... no breath, yeah, cheers. <laughs> One of the, one of my favorite things about it is actually how after that um, dinner that they all have, which I I was like starting to get a hangover, just watching them drink all that red wine. Oh yeah. Um, Like how there was no, and I don't know if this makes me like mad or if it's whatever, but there was no, like they were like bros. (laughs) He walked down to the lobby and was like like waved at him <laughs> he's he like hey good to see you buddy like what do you say you served your time for five years yeah
3: <laughs> how you served under that regime for five years
4: <laughs> <laughs> terrible but i laughed
3: <laughs> which is is funny because i remember that's how people used to talk about living in bristol when I would talk to ESPN people at the other like Charlotte or LA offices, they'd be like, Oh yeah, I was out there for
2: five years. And then my agent got me out on good behavior. It's like, Oh fuck. <laughs>
5: That's funny.
2: <laughs> so in terms of best time, worst time, something Mike, you saying living, I'd imagine that working for ESPN, there were a lot of scenarios where someone that like you deeply admired or was deeply famous rolled up and you saw them from afar. I'm thinking of Jonah Hill here when like you're at work and there is like this dream person, but it is causing him. He's, I, I, I don't know if he had. A, I mean, he had a bad time at the end when his demo went unlistened to. <laughs> but, but it seems like a, a stressful situation for what what is uh, what does Aldis call call him an enthusiastic young man when he him <laughs> on stage. You bring up a really important factor in best time, worst time that
3: I often grapple with which is volume versus overall outcome. How much of the movie do you spend happy or miserable? Because again, for Jack McFryer, he spends a lot of that movie very miserable. So you could say he had a bad time, but then at the end you get the good moment that comes out. So I always struggle with how much of one overrides
2: the other. That's a good point. That's Yeah. Again, we have no parameters with any of this stuff. It is all of, all of this Crazy make ups There's no, no rules. rules. Yeah. <laughs> Sir, put your shirt back on. There's one, There's one rule. rule. <laughs> Still,
4: honestly, that is a top five commercial for me. Incredible just It commercial. is the funniest thing, and it was perfect, perfect advertising.
2: <laughs> and for a company I love and love to support. I love <laughs> yeah. a hot and ready. The, best, the best dinner breakfast of all time.
4: I'll tell you what. Again... Every day of the week over Papa John's. Like it's not yes. even a debate. What? You'd rather I
6: have little Papa Caesars Papa over Papa John's. Oh, I yeah. won't even hot eat and Papa- ready, yeah. baby. Oh, yeah. I do not even yeah. eat Papa John's. Hot and ready
2: plus crazy bread.
6: There was so a time crazy. that might have been true, but I just I don't have that stomach lining. I haven't had that stomach <laughs> lining in like ten years.
2: I could <laughs> not. See, I actually think
3: hot and ready is one of the most inoffensive chain pizzas to your gullet because there's so much less to it. <laughs> Hot and ready is like a more compressed version of if you go Pizza Hut, you're getting the, and I love Pizza yeah. Hut. Love Like Pizza that Hut. trip that triple decker box they got going on right now. And with the be, drawers, be yeah. like it. Be
6: I like love it. that box. When I was pregnant <laughs> with Jack, when I was pregnant with Jack, I would tear up those drawers. <laughs> like they had the oh, <laughs> car back then. <laughs> <laughs>
3: It was like I, a celebration when we would go to South Bend for football games after I graduated, we would leave after the first half, go back to my parents' basement, and then we would order the Pizza Hut big box all together and we'd fucking vibe. Oh
4: my God, <laughs> that is hilarious. I think anytime I start thinking about when we talk about like what we can't, I literally bought an assets today at Harris Teeter when I went, I was like, oh, I've got some heartburn. Um, <laughs> but I think of when the shut down full cast folks did the like live podcast and i was in um charlotte i think i went with my friend lauren brownlow and we went to the show and they were talking about going i think they went to cookout and oh. nanny <laughs> nanny said he's like you can tell Kirshner's still a young man <laughs> because he <laughs> on a whim got a got a milkshake it's like you can't just get a milkshake on the spot like you have to plan that out plan for
6: that
2: i don't think i've been to to cookout since i was like 24 23 24 maybe (laughs) i think cookout would do some serious damage to me now like i have these really fond memories (laughs) i don't think it would be the same experience as it was when i was a younger man
3: I Let me tell you what. Last year I did a game in Starkville and the hotel we stayed at was basically in a cookout. You oh. walked into the parking lot and it was there.
5: I'm I, went over, I went
3: over <laughs> and fucking massacred that and a lifetime of polluting my body with the foulest things known to man in the name of being big has hardened me. My stomach is cast iron. I am built different. You cannot <laughs> hurt me.
4: You are you are my dog, Man, dog Bennett. They've she got a
2: they've got a cookout in, off
4: the street. <laughs>
2: they've got a cookout in Starkville now. Like we're, we're getting closer to Texas. It's coming, baby. It's <laughs> coming. <laughs> it's coming. J- just as I said, like I don't think I can handle cookout. If they put a cookout like, in San Antonio, <laughs> I am li- when the lines around the building, I'm in the line. And I, Caroline, I just want to point out. That in last week's episode, we went into a five-minute tangent about breakfast buffets. We did. <laughs> and so we, we've gone back to back.
4: We've gone yeah. Back, back gotta to back. Just kind of get it in there. Like
2: so milkshakes
4: <laughs> young man's game. Young- <laughs> I talked about that. I talked well and, and nanny nanny replied to your tweet, he goes, Oh buddy. <laughs> oh about half cakes but yeah oh i was God. telling them about the like i had i got more red velvet cupcakes at costco mm. today and i was telling mm.
2: them about it so good um okay uh caroline are we ready for keith morrison is it time time for keith morrison so mike this one is new for you we have uh recently alex it might be new for you it is uh, new we, for me we have introduced a category that is the keith morrison award for what would be the dateline episode from this movie <laughs> <laughs> oh i don't even remember how we started this
6: it's because we did jerry (laughs) Maguire. oh they they were the perfect couple (laughs) and then like black and white shot of him just dangling his
5: penis (laughs) (laughs) i think for this
4: one i was thinking about it and i think it was like he was just an enthusiastic young man working at the hotel all he wanted was his demo to be heard and things went terrifying because he could not handle rejection this is dateline um, this Ke- is Dateline special, or it's the pig. <laughs> it, was be, it was supposed to be a luau. <laughs>
3: <laughs> then it ended up being a luau.
4: <laughs> this is Keith Morrison with Dateline, tonight's Pe- episode.
2: Peter so went to Hawaii keep- looking for some R&R, but he, what he found...
5: You found I mean, was he found was murder
3: he would make sense considering caroline's line that he brought up i'm here to murder you like he says
5: it
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know right? <laughs> that's when the case broke it's like when when officials talked to the front desk employees they had heard clearly peter say he was there and
6: murder. i pitched and- crying coming from the penthouse <laughs> <laughs> By yes. the way,
3: Mila Kunis does fit the profile of someone murdered on Dateline because she has a smile that lights yeah, up the lights room, up a room, which is always the description.
4: Always a bad sign if, yeah. you're, if you're lighting up a room, folks. If you got plans for the future, not
5: good. <laughs> not not <laughs> ideal.
3: Speaking not ideal. of, wait. Whoa. Speaking of Keith Morrison, do you any of you guys follow the Instagram account Keith leans on things? No, no. but I know
4: Alex was going to talk. And I'm honestly. Bill haters. Oh my God. Amazing.
3: It's it's just them showing Keith leaning on different things and often measuring the angle at which he leans.
4: Oh my God. So this all started because I've been listening to like the entire brilliant by the Dateline folks. They put just every episode of the show on Spotify as a podcast and I've just been listening to dateline episodes <laughs> and oh
5: my then I, God.
4: <laughs> I was walking around today. I was today. I'm on the Michael Peterson one. Um, and he seems like a real psycho. Um, Keith leans on things. Amazing. Um, this is fantastic,
2: but it also I, uh,
4: ties into yeah. the, the Bill Hader as Keith Morrison thing is one of the funniest sketches on SNL. And, the video of them meeting is 100% worth a watch. <laughs> it's
6: so wholesome. Yes. And again, if you haven't, which I think Hater's been on Conan's podcast twice, I want to say. The first time he's on Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, highly recommend this podcast, by the way. It's such a good like road trip. You need to kill a few hours. Um, the first episode he does that, he does the Keith Morrison voice, but then he also <laughs> does, who's the other guy? Josh Mankowitz. Yes. <laughs> he talks about how they have different styles and how... Anytime there's a tropical location, that's where Mankiewicz goes. And he'll be like, <laughs> So your wife was dead, but you didn't call the police, did you? No, you were in the hot tub. <laughs> like, it's incredible. That's why also, the skin is so perfect. Fun fact uh, Keith Morrison is Matthew Perry's stepdad. What? Yeah, I did
3: ch- hear that. Really? I actually knew that one. Yes. Yes.
6: Chandler Bing's stepdad. Dude, that's
4: amazing. Whoa. Um,
3: that
2: uh,
4: I just love wow his delivery, and it's the thing that does so perfectly. When they meet, it's it's art. It's just so lovely, mm-hmm. and the best part about the whole clip, though, I think, is Bill Hader's genuine love and obsession with dateline because he goes in and they're the premises they're showing him like where they mix the episodes and edit and stuff and he walks in he goes oh this is the one where da, da, da. and he like says the whole plot or whatever the story he remember. and then it's like this is when the guy says oh do you need one though i can i'll pay you to do that and then the next thing out of that woman's mouth is like i'll pay you to do that <laughs> and so it's this like hilarious and so that's why the clip is so funny because and keith Morrison is such a good sport but it does every time i listen to it now and i'm like walking the dogs he's like but then it was murder (laughs) it's all like i just it's absolutely incredible so kyle is humoring me and this has become like a recurring thing oh yeah
2: this is this is this is sticking like this this category is a thing um another category mike i think that has shifted since uh since you last appeared (laughs) roster moves is now which character would you replace with Airbud? god damn it A lot of choices in this movie.
6: Yeah. Um, Chuck.
2: So he's the most air buddy character. Like that is kind of like when we did the holiday, Jack Black was the most air bud like character, like Jack Black or Arthur would be the most air bud character. But there, I think there are funnier options. Like if, if Peter gets to the hotel and Sarah Marshall walks up with her new boyfriend and her new boyfriend <laughs> is rockstar air bud.
4: Or I think Jonah Hill as Airbud bringing (laughs) (laughs) all the snow a demo tape of him barking.
2: (laughs) Oh. Oh man. (laughs) Or or if Airbud is Peter and the the full frontal at the beginning of the movie is Airbud saying barking is not a surprise for you.
3: Oh, Airbuds Red Rocket, no. (laughs) Oh, Oh, that's uh, devastating. Uh, I do. I think Alda Snow would be my answer. I think her dating really Airbud would be an incredible rebound.
2: Yeah, I, I would. I would love that. I would be. Uh, I would be all for that.
3: Airbud singing inside of you,
2: <laughs> and doing like the humping the ground motion as dogs do, <laughs> just bawling up a bunch of sheets and power humping them, <laughs> and
4: teaching Jack McBrayer the. <laughs> It's like on the chess pieces.
3: Yeah. You just got to put it between your paws. And... Oh, man.
4: that uh, was uh, the first episode we did that? Was that with Die Hard?
2: I think it was with Die Hard. <laughs> who would be? Who would who everybody would be, be, be Die Hard? Oh.
4: <laughs> with Nanny.
2: So good. So good. Oh, man. um, The big chill. And so I think last year when we were doing rom-coms, we talked about like the... Rom-coms don't often have a big chill or it's like the moment that the couple realizes that they're meant for each other, that they're they're in in love with each other. Is is there like a moment in this one cuz it's it's really sp- it's kind of sporadic. There's like there's the first time they kiss is in the water after he like dies off the cliff um there is the the dives is the, a very generous dives, term uh, yes, <laughs> <laughs> uh what is buzz Lightyear call it falling with style off the cliff um there's like the kiss at the dinner the aggressive kiss at the dinner table which is more menace of fuck you to sarah and then there's that moment at the end where she she comes in and he's he's butt ass naked like what is the mike what is the moment in this movie
3: it's when she smiles at him after he finishes singing the Dracula musical song in the bar. That's when she realizes she loves oh, it.
4: Oh, I wow. thought you're interesting. I think I pick, um, cause we talked about a little bit during your hiatus, but the, really the biggest growth or the biggest like chill thing for me is his growth and working on himself and getting the musical done. And so her, maybe I'd say her being in the, when he sees her in the crowd at the musical,
2: that's I think is one. also
4: a lovely, a lovely moment.
2: Again, the smile, it's the yeah. smile. She gives him in the, Lights it's up like this. Room. <laughs> it does, but it, it's the, it's not just like the high. I'm happy to see you smile. It mm-hmm. is like the, I'm, she's proud of him. Like she's, she's amused by what's going on and she's <laughs> yeah. proud. And, and he's proud that she's seeing this. Alex, is there, is there a moment in this movie that, that we haven't, we haven't touched on yet that, that hits harder than any of those.
6: I agree with I think the last because it's such a knowing smile too hmm. and there there isn't a lot of build up like he's not actively looking for her the whole time which I like he's fully in this performance but you don't see this effort of like trying to find her he just happens to catch her I love that and the smile on her face I think it's great
2: it's yeah. very cute yeah it, so he and I, you guys might have talked about this he gets out of his unitard and then he's like now I'm gonna make the phone call <laughs>
4: he to free everything up. Was this touched
2: on? No. <laughs> he gets fully naked, and he's like, before I throw on even a pair of boxers in this unlocked room in a public building, why don't I grab my phone? Let me my get phone? my phone
4: out.
3: That being said, after a long sweat like that and being in tight stuff, being naked, pretty awesome. And oh, I think it for frees sure. up your mind for a lot of clarity. So as someone who used to routinely like it was borderline uncomfortable how long our entire o-line would sit butt naked in the locker room after practice to shoot the shit like (laughs) just fresh out the shower bunch of guys in like loosely in towels just hanging out chopping it up guys being dudes so it's a real comfortable place
6: i yeah i I, like it's probably meant to be funny but you know when i am done with my day and usually like when i pick up Jack and we get home and I'm like done with work I mean first thing that's pants are off like we're done with pants when the work is done the pants are done and that's like my my point where I'm like what can I do for myself right now let me get dinner started let me call my mom let me this is like now that the pants are gone I have the emotional and mental clarity to handle things that mean something to me (laughs) that's
2: that's a fair point fair and and
6: the bra but that's a given like bras are boob prisons when i when
2: i'm done when i'm done with my day of sales calls unitard first thing that goes
6: just just get rid of it
2: get rid of my dracula musical unitard (laughs) last category before more restore prequel sequel remake i also added a question here at the end just like do we think and we kind of talked about this earlier but like chances they stay together can we alex can we put a percent on it
6: i don't know i mean i think there's definitely a future for them if they give it some time you know what i'm saying like i don't think they're going to rush into anything but i also we didn't touch on this but we don't need to like he was to he was with old girl for five years Mm -hmm. five years and they were dating there didn't seem to be any talk of like marriage or so like clearly nobody's in a rush here so i'm hoping you know in a perfect world like they become friends and then like when they get to a point where they feel they can do something fine I mean she's saying it's open-ended she's going to school that's kind of the hint of saying like oh if it works out great and if it doesn't that's fine I'm here regardless
4: I give them 47 chance <laughs>
2: <laughs> I I think that's fair
4: you know, like I don't necessarily think that it's more that more likely to happen than not but I think it's still a pretty solid chance like you got a fighter's chance at it but I wouldn't say it's 50 50. I have a little less faith than 50 50 chance of it working out really yeah I just oh think, I'm think, like a I, solid
3: fifty five
4: yeah you're, you're giving me that over ten percent again like <laughs> he's like wow you that's crazy <laughs> I mean, 10% you're more. you're on the other
3: side of the coin flip <laughs> it's and again.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Threw his best pitch. (laughs) Listen, they have they have good they obviously have sexual chemistry. Like that that went well because like the it seems like the first time that they got intimate with each other was fire, which is you know, good for them. (laughs) Um They I I think if she doesn't move, like kind of right away, there's no chance. I think like if she doesn't move there in three months, but I think Peter has learned to be on his own. Like the the come up period, like from like getting his life together and doing the musical, like that had to have been quite a long time. I don't yeah, think I, you can turn around a Dracula musical in like a month and a half.
4: Not with that attitude.
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> got get those puppets. I don't know the turnaround time on puppets, but the it's, number it's gotta be tough.
4: of different puppets, by the way, still absolutely kills me. <laughs> what do we think
3: the budget was for the Dracula musical? Well, it's always budget. I was wondering about that
4: puppet budget and um, band budget and do we band mean costume like, budget.
6: Do we mean in the story or like in real life for the movie? I'm saying like what it would
3: cost to put on the performance that he did. Oh, IRL. Because no. you have the little bats drop at the end, all that mm. confetti that in theory shoots after every performance.
6: Yeah. Like, Got are... to
2: rent out the space.
6: That's true. I don't know i guess you could find a financial back it's la you <laughs> could pitch that to someone like, so it's
2: on it i was wondering what was the what is like the ceiling of the dracula musical because like a musical broadway starts, oh. <laughs> well i mean how like how far are we shooting like does he does he turn a profit on just that friday and saturday night on his paper flyer probably not like how far is that's, peter taking the dracula musical
6: see i think that's just like the what do they call it the what do they call when you're like previewing? Is it just previews? Like a show that you want to go to Broadway or that you want to pitch? I don't know. But you like this was made around the time the Avenue Q got really big on Broadway. And so I think that was part of like why they were willing to put that in as something that's like, well, we have seen a puppet musical do really well. (laughs) I don't know.
2: I think like the only, so the thing is this movie gets... A spiritual ish sequel, like we get the Alda Snow movie. Which, looking back now, I don't know if you guys touched on like what Russell Brand is now, but it's like we're not. Kind no of. One's, no one's greenlighting any Russell Brand movies anytime soon. No. Oh. But it's like, is there? I think if any any IP from this were to be anything, it would be something having to do with the Dracula musical. Like I don't yes. think they ever revisit this.
4: Yeah, yeah, no, that would be, um, absolutely the. Attack! You have to
2: take. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Hundred percent would watch anything. Oh, anything the Dracula musical people.
3: goes on the road.
2: Yeah, I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd probably watch that. <laughs> anything? Well, it's it's the mark of like, weird. Anything touched m- most of these Apatow productions, and like especially like this combo, Jason Siegel with Nicholas Stoller directing. Like most of these, any any time they do something, it's like yeah, in going going to watch um i i would watch content from these people until the end of time i love jason siegel and like caroline i think before you said you've have, you've have started shrinking right yes i i've not have you got mike alex have you guys I started have, shrinking i have not i no.
6: started the first episode i'm like 10 minutes in
2: so next time we all link up there will be some shrinking conversation because i i need oh, to it.
4: let's go i'm
2: I'm in. I mean, people. Uh, I Harrison like.
4: Ford is having the best time.
2: <laughs> good, he's having good the time for him. of his life. <laughs> good, good for Harrison Ford. Let's. He looks let's, great. Let's let's keep him on the ground. Let's keep him out of the aircraft. Let's keep him working. <laughs> well,
4: you know what? Speaking of Peter Gallagher, um, he was in. He's in this season of Truth Be Told, and I shouted, "Peter Gallagher! <laughs> <laughs> hey, <whoa>!
2: It's him!" <laughs> <laughs> Anytime Peter Gallagher shows up in a movie now for you, Caroline, or a show, it's like the Leo pointing at the screen. Yeah, head. Peter Gallagher. Peter Gallagher.
5: Peter um, Gallagher.
2: Which, you know, little little hint for what what's coming in romcom month. But uh, Caroline, <laughs> Mike, Alex, I'm always grateful when you guys take the time to do this show. I am eternally grateful that you <laughs> continued this endeavor while I was dealing with a fucking power outage. He's
4: going to cut all of it out. He's like, none of this is. Oh no, it's it's going.
2: So I had a fucking panic moment, not only because like power goes out. Couldn't, my phone wasn't working. Couldn't even let you guys know what happened. (laughs) And then I'm like, they took this time. We're not going to have an episode on Monday because it's done. And then we get one text that comes through from Caroline that says, like, to Jacqueline's phone. It says, like, we're still going. Don't know if any of this is going to be usable. And I'm just like,
6: oh, my God. We sure are trying.
2: I would have. If my power hadn't come back on, whatever the Zoom recording spit out was going up on the feed on Monday. So, I was like, <laughs> I don't even
4: know where it's gonna like save to or like what is gonna happen, but I was like, future us can figure that out. We're
2: on we're on the cloud. It's the yeah. mythical the cloud, cloud. taurus.
4: <laughs> exactly. Um
2: y'all <laughs> so y'all insane. are truly, truly the best. Uh Mike, tell the folks where they can follow you.
3: Uh at Mike Golick Jr. on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We're trying, Ooh. folks. We're trying. It's That's-
4: cup and season.
3: <laughs> <laughs> TikTok <laughs> has just become Instagram for me, which is me and Caroline sending each other videos every single day. Stop, stop. As, as well i as even shed.
4: follow the same dog accounts on both it's the same stuff
3: <laughs> it's all the same stuff
4: and ivy and mako and kona like the whole they're thing. going
3: to eat spaghetti and meatballs on tv <laughs>
4: they're gonna be on rachel ray tomorrow <laughs> if you guys don't follow mako and kona's mom which is one she does like the videos where like it's the looks like the um
3: the dogs uh, are talking
4: yeah, it's the voiceover thing, but it's so funny. And the dogs, like I'm not even kidding, are really good actors.
3: <laughs> yeah, follow follow them.
2: Don't follow me. <laughs> yeah. They're not the ones who she puts on like the crocheted puts, hats. Puts the crocheted hats. So and they're they get the ones, Sookie and Ivy. On,
4: Suki and Ivy, <laughs> and they're going to be on Rachel Ray tomorrow, eating spaghetti and meatballs in their spaghetti and meatball hats that she made them. So
2: yeah. Oh, that is. I'm lovely. so
4: excited, you guys. Like it is like legitimately when there's a new one that pops up, I first like send it to Mike, and then we like laugh in all caps yell things about. can you guys hear me? Like, freak.
3: yeah, freak. get out of here, freak
4: yeah. <laughs> perfect, of disgust <laughs> she I cannot believe that she liked the lemons. <laughs> it's the biggest upset anyway. Don't follow um. me either. <laughs> follow them oh no did he freeze again oh no,
6: no. He- oh no
5: okay I-
4: so alex where can the people find you
6: <laughs> just google me you'll find it somehow there's no need in getting into all this poor, google kyle. Me.
5: <laughs> poor kyle, <laughs> kyle.
6: <laughs> i didn't mean it that way i just meant like okay you can follow <laughs> me at alexbdaniel on instagram and twitter i'm not really on either of those much anymore but whatever you'll find me mean, just you know i'm just around dabble i'm in the <laughs> um and you
4: can find me at CW Darny, um on twitter and i think i have i think that's what my tiktok is i don't really post as much as absorb things <laughs> but um thanks for listening i don't know where kyle went again but
3: <laughs> you can also check out kyle uh from phenom to the farm via baseball america uh yeah. in addition to this podcast
4: Perfect. That is excellent. Thank you to the patrons who voted for this movie. Uh, and follow along. We'll have the episode up Monday.
6: Thanks for listening. There'll be another episode next week, allegedly. <laughs> Maybe they'll let us back. <laughs> Bye. Oh.